Welcome to episode 86 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal. I am Patsy the Angry Nerd, the shaman of sharks, the archduke of angry nerdiness. Trying a couple of new intros here, so bear with me. If you like them, tell me. If you don't, tell me. I am joined, as always, by the goddess of giggles, the priestess of profanity, the ironborn, Agent Nicole. I kind of like my intro. I'm thinking of trying to do stuff, like, differently each time, you know, but Mm -hmm. let's try this out a little bit. Uh, Joining us also, as usual, as ever, is the wine witch, the mistress of Merlot, the real housewife of Transylvania, Ashes Von Nightmare. I mean, that one looks like a screw. I think you could do that. Oh, my God. I think I could screw it. Yeah, you could screw it. Yeah, screw it. That's what I do. (laughs) <laughs> when in doubt, <laughs> screw it. Screw it. When in doubt, screw it out. <laughs> Zing. Marriage advice from yours truly. Mm. We are also, of course, uh, joined by the incomparable Johnny Wolfenstein, without whom this show would not be possible. So thank you, Wolfie. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I could probably be compared to some people. I don't know. Like... Well, I mean, like, you would be the Samson of podcasting. Like, if you were to cut your hair, would you be not quite as good as at podcasting? Uh, I've never tried. Maybe we'll use uh, the tool that uh, Ash just has in her hand and uh, give me a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a woman on a mission right now. Yeah, she is trying really hard She's to open. She's sawing the wine bottle right now. I'm stabilizing the table. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm going to do it on the floor, so don't worry about it. Well, this, this week, we uh, have returning... Uh, from our guest from last week, we have. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I'm fine. No, Jesus is not here with us, but we do have Mr. <laughs> Ian Wallace from Amalgamania, which is almost the same. Next thing. best thing. <laughs> yeah, but you have better shoes. Like you have better arch support. They don't have a hard time catching you. Yeah, they, they, they sure would. We are also joined by Old Man Wade of the Old Man Wade Podcast. That's right, Mr. Mark Lynch. I want my name to be Spaghetti. All right, your name is Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. SpaghettiOs? Does that mean Nicole is hand banana? <laughs> Tonight, you. Tonight. I'm glad you got the, I'm glad you guys got the reference. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. And uh, we are also joined, making his uh, second uh, consecutive appearance, the triple threat, that is Justin. It's it's becoming ever less threats every time. You know, He's only a dual threat it used now. To be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been demoted. Yeah, it used to be at least six or seven. But yeah. fifteen years ago, I was a quintuple threat. Girl, you got this. Then I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> well, this week uh, we are doing a character who is coming out. Uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, getting his solo movie, and that is, of course, uh, the King of Wakanda, T'Challa the Black Panther. So overdue. Very much so. Yes. Uh, For those of you who are unfamiliar with him, you did get a little bit of uh, background, a little bit of uh, a hint or preview of his powers and abilities in the uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Was it the Winter Soldier? It is Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. I was, try- I was trying to think, like, yeah, winter- he fought the Winter Soldier, uh, Rebecca Barnes. So, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Bucky with the gird hair? Yeah. <laughs> he has Bucky no hair Skywalker. right now. It's really creepy. Um, so, 
continuing from what we were talking about last week, I had mentioned that we had, uh, we wanted to do a uh, a follow up to our um, getting into character questions for you, gentlemen. And uh, Ashes, uh, do you want to do your question, She's busy or do right you want now. me to read it for you? No, I I, I want to open this wine. All right, so but I somebody will... no no, it's my question. I shall ask it. Well, make up your mind. I'm just scolding you on air. I gave you a specific task, you and you failed. You had one job. She you texted right? my. Fo- <laughs> I had to run home real quick, and she texted my phone, which was sitting on the table here, Who's not with that? me. Fault that you did not bring Who's your phone. You need yours. to pay attention. This is a gigantic phone. How do you not see this? Um, Ashes and I were catching up from last week. That's why. What was that, Mark? I just want to point out that uh, T'Challa would have a uh, wine bottle opener because he's always prepared for everything. Right? That's fair. That's fair. I am not a trillionaire. I don't know if you can tell by looking at my clothes, (laughs) but uh, I am not a trillionaire. I figured that's how a trillionaire would dress. Yeah, doesn't want to attract attention to himself. This is, uh, I have my uh, vibranium underwear on. That's what uh, you need. So, you going to go ahead and introduce your uh, question? Uh, are you done talking about your underwear? <sighs> Never. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I want to hear more. <laughs> Do not encourage him. Okay. So, this is a topic for everyone, or I should say this is a question for everyone. If you had to name your superhero, so like Black Panther, using your favorite color and your favorite animal, what would it be? So let's oh. start with let's start with Mark. Yeah, he seems green ready. hippo. Green, green hippo. <laughs> the hippo. The hippo is the greatest animal ever. They are the late. Okay, I'll put it to you like this. I proposed this question to someone a long time ago. If the zombie apocalypse hit, what animal would you want to be? I'm like a hippo. They're like, why? I'm like, you're not going to get through that high. I'm in the river. I'm lazy. I'm strong as hell. I'm vicious. So, hippo. Now, Ian, I, I recall, you know, because this reminds me, wasn't there a uh, recent Amalgamania fight with the uh, hippo versus rhino, was it not? I believe it was. Yeah. I, I actually voted for hippo on that one because those guys are nasty. Those teeth. Yeah. They, we do the There's only like six of them. Battles. Yeah. <laughs> There's only like six teeth, but they're huge. Yeah. The tusks in the front. Well, here's a fun fact for you. The rhino would win because the hippo would be like, eh. <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> That's their, that, that would be the general defense of the hippo. Eh. Yeah. Like, eh. I don't even, whatever. Just gore me. I I don't have time for this shit. Look, look, man. I'm going back to my stream. Do what you want to do. Yeah. All right, so uh, what did you just do? <laughs> you? Don't worry your, about you, it. Your wife really wants that wine. She, like, yeah. It's all your I am hats. MacGyvering this son of a bitch open. I'm, like, documenting This is, like, it. your college days. <laughs> Her college days, she had a wine opener. Come on. Not she always. Never... You should push the cork in. Oh. <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. This is why we keep you around. Wolfie. Use your pen to push the cork in. Here, use this one. Well, so, I just I just made it a little smaller. All right, well, the let's, cork. Uh, anyway, so Patrick, let's just oh just for go. me, yeah, yeah, for you. Oh, I would be a uh, I would be a pink shark. Your favorite color is pink. Well, I mean, you're I pink. It was so, bl- so I that still doesn't make up that you forgot the corkscrew. 
Well, right? don't text my phone when I don't have That's it. That's your fault for not bringing your phone, no. idiot. Shut up, old man. <laughs> you just call her an old man? She is an old man. Fuck off. <laughs> hey, hey, that's my thing. I'm old man. <laughs> <laughs> so who's next? Aquamarine Iguana. Ooh, Ooh, Aquamarine Iguana. That is not a combination. I didn't know how to do blue-green. I didn't know another blue-green. Turquoise? Like blue teal? Turquoise. Teal. Ooh, speaking, speaking of teal, Mermaid just to interrupt tea. real quick, uh, there was ESPN had an interview with Bill Belichick, and over the background was Teal's music, Crystal Lake. Teal's a buddy of the show. Okay. He's a very talented <gasps> musician. <laughs> She's bleeding. No, folks, it's just wine. <laughs> and, your, <laughs> and your woman drips with beverage. Like it. That was poetic. <laughs> that really was. <laughs> she, yeah, she did not get any on the equipment. Just on the stand. Sounded like a Game of Thrones line or something. That was pretty good. And your woman drips with liquids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, since she's otherwise occupied, Justin, how about you? The mauve ocelot. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what that color is or the uh, animal. It's a cat. <laughs> yeah, it like, ocelot's like a small, yeah. like snow leopard type. Is it like guy. mauve, like red, blue, uh, red, purple, or something? It's like one that? of those things. I thought mauve was uh, was the character played yeah. by. Uh, that's that's it. That's what I want. That and some kind of that's Arthur, some, some kind of cat. All right, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> You're thinking of Maud. Oh, okay. That's mauve. Her- Harold and mauve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be kind of look like that if it was a purse. Uh, so, yeah, okay, that's yeah. a purse that I could use. Yeah, yeah. That's Agent Nicole. Orange Wolf. Orange Wolf. Nice. Lame. No, uh, no, no, uh, no exotic animal there. I would, I would expected something different. Like what? I don't know. Like you know. A, like uh, what? An orange kookaburra or something like that. A kookaburra. <laughs> orange ostrich. He killed Mark. <laughs> Mark. Mark's dead. He's dead. He's laying down. Uh, Wolfie, how about you? I I, just, I missed the question. What's the question? Yeah, you combine a, your favorite color and your favorite animal. You know, like Black Panther. Like, what would you be? Uh, the Red Pomeranian. Nice. I knew. I knew there was going to be a Pomeranian. <laughs> Prince of Barkness. <laughs> All right, Ashes, you're uh, you're the last one. So I actually have a name. Pink Zombie Kitty. I know you. I know you have <laughs> Too easy. No, and, and there's kind of a story behind this one. Um, so this was, God, years and years and years ago. I was babysitting my friend's son. Like, he's in college now. So um, it was a while ago. He was really in. I'm not old. I'm fabulous. Um he was really into Power Rangers at the time. Oh, I know this And story. I kind of completely missed the boat on Power Rangers. I, I wasn't really I in loved Power Rangers. to it. Um, so I was babysitting him, and he's like, Ashley, let's play Power Rangers. And I was like, okay. And out of the blue, he's like, blue triceratops. And I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. So I'm like, magenta penguin. And that's, that's it. So I am magenta penguin and that is my power ranger name and i stick by that all right that's fair that's uh that's yeah i mean i i kind of knew 
I mean, if I, am I pink didn't, and I waddle. If I didn't know exactly what it was, I would have I would have gone with what Wolfie said, because that you know we do have a cat at home named uh, Princess Zombie Cakes, so she's not pink, but she could be. So before we get into like the the real meat of the conversation, um, I wanted to you know kind of point out something that you know. Ian, I mentioned this to you outside when we were uh, we were trying to get folks for this show because what we like to do is when there's a movie coming out and there's a character that we don't really uh, have a, a real strong background on, we try to get some folks who do. And so I kind of put out the call out there, like, "Hey, we're doing this episode. Who wants to come on the show?" And you know, you and and um, and Mark both volunteered, and uh, Justin, your wife volunteered you, right? <laughs> uh, which. You know, I adore your wife. She's awesome. Oh, me too. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that helps in mirrors. The, is that the right answer? That is. That's, that right. is. That's, uh, that's a key to a, to a successful marriage. Um, Holy shit, you got it all over the place. And uh, yeah, that's the key that. to a successful marriage, too. What? Getting it all over the place. No. Yeah, you know, living room, kitchen, bedroom, wherever. Just getting it everywhere. First of all, you have to get it. Listen, I don't want to hear anything from you. I, I got to find it first. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've been we've been together nine years, almost nine years at this point. She's found it plenty of times. So, what's your secret? My wife can't find mine. So, <laughs> um, so one of the you know, and you know, when I was just asking people to be on, like. I had no idea, and I, I told you this outside. Ian and Mark, I had no idea that you guys were black. No idea. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, no, he mentioned that. Seriously? My screensaver is Jamie Madrix from um, X Factor, and it says, X Factor the government, pretty much go fuck yourself. <laughs> Something of that nature. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea. I was just like, okay, these guys know about this character, but like I was telling you outside, Ian, because uh, you're actually in studio, Mark Skyping in. Um, you know, it's this will actually benefit our conversation because one of the things we like to talk about is the cultural impact of the characters, and you guys can actually speak to this because there weren't a lot of black characters in comics, especially growing up. Very true. I mean, uh, yep. he debuted in nineteen sixty six, and he might have been like the only one at that time. Like I, I'm not as well versed in the the comics of fifty years ago as I might like to be, but you know when you you think of you know fi- you could think of fifty superheroes before you get to somebody, you know, that's not white, you know. Very true. But you know the, the funny thing about that is, um, Black Panther came out in nineteen sixty two, I believe. His first, the first thing he came out, it was in the Fantastic Four, and it was funny the wordage they kind of used. Like the thing goes, this guy, this Tarzan looking guy, has all this technology, and I'm like. Wait, 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 wait. So it was just funny how this was like the first introduction to a character, and it was like kind of how, well, unfortunately, Americans perceive Africans. They perceive them as like loincloth wearing like savages. And then the next introduction, I think, was uh, um, Falcon, who was a pimp for a while. <laughs> That's not even a, a dead series. No, no, I, right, right. <laughs> Uh, and what made it worse? I think it was like Snap Wilson or some nonsense like that. And 
then Luke Cage came out in the 70s, and he wasn't even, like, he wasn't even, like, a good, a good character. He didn't become a good character until, I think, like, 2000, And he it was just a horrible attempt at um, grabbing the black exploitation mark, um, but, um, dollar. Yes. He was a terrible character for years. Well, it's funny because... So it was... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, when I was when I was younger, I was like you know nine, ten, eleven, you know third, fourth, fifth grade. We used to collect the uh, the Marvel trading cards, mm-hmm. like the first series, and on the back of each card would show like you know how many fights a guy's had and like his win percentage. And I was like, oh, this guy must suck. You know, Luke Cage. I called him Power Man. I'm like, this guy must suck. This is the only superhero with a losing fight percentage. Right. <laughs> like this is and that and that was my first introduction to like those characters. You know, but I didn't look at it like. You know, oh, it must be because he's black, but, I mean, there was so much in the comics at that time, and even today you see some of this stuff, but before we start, you know, delving super deep into this, because this, I I really feel like this is going to be a, a hell of a good conversation, um, why don't we take a quick break, we'll come back, Ashes will finish cleaning up her wine. She's got it, she's good. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> we're just going to dive right into this conversation. Sweet. So, uh. We'll be right back. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This uh, podcast is now banned in Germany. It's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey short. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Hey, this is Miles, a.k.a. Mr. Most Days Off from the Best Darn Diddly Review Show. And you're listening to the Throwdown Thursday Podcast. Hello, this is the Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers Podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunchers.com. So, I was thinking about this earlier today, um, and it turns out, like, as a lot of folks know, um, February is is Black History Month, which is, I think, the reason why 
you know maybe that that was part of the marketing for this for this film coming out. Um, and all I can think of is the old Saturday Night Live thing with Chris Rock when he's playing Nat X, and he's he's getting all pissed off and he's like, "Why is it that Black History Month has to be the shortest month of the year?" And I found out the other day that it's also Women in Horror Month, so it seems like. All these folks that are, are are so like like marginalized. All these groups are like, all right, we'll give you your your month, but you're getting February, which is already overshadowed by Valentine's Day and and President's Day and President's Day because and all you'll see is car sales well, and, the, and the Toyotathon, right? Toyotathon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most important part of February. So like right, that's all you right. hear. Like that's what dominates. So it's like it's like that's really fucked up. Yeah, like. Yeah, uh, and it just it it just kind of speaks to the the, the way society is uh, at the moment, which is unfortunate. But the question I have um, to start this off um, for both Mark and Ian, I'll read the question. Whoever wants to jump in can jump in. Question I have is, uh, what was it like growing up with pretty much zero black heroes, and usually black characters were usually like caricatures, you know, like Blackula or Shaft. Um, you know, like you said, Falcon being a pimp, you know, like that's what you saw a lot of the times. Um, so my question to you is to like, how did that affect you guys when you were like looking for comics and when you're trying to get into, you know, like the, the nerd culture side of things? I mean, like even in superhero films, like the first thing that jumps to my mind is the original Superman. Richard Pryor. No, the first one. When Superman goes to save Lois, and the guy's like, "Say, Jim, yeah, that's, that's a, a bad outfit." outfit. Yeah, yeah, woo! Yeah. Like, that was the only representation of a black guy in that movie. The entire movie. It's like, what the fuck? Like, as a kid, I'm not thinking about that. But I didn't grow up as a, as a young black boy. You know, I grew up in a suburban white neighborhood, so I don't have the same uh, uh, perspective that you guys do. So, what was? You know, when you were growing up, like, what was your perception, like, when you're seeing this? And again, like, Superman 3 with Richard Pryor, like, what was your perception? Mark, you want to go, or? I'll go first. Um, you, you go first, yeah. Okay. Um, what was it like? Thank God I had, um, my mom at the time was the one raising me, and um, she was a very tough uh, soul, t- tough person. And one of the things she really stressed growing up in Connecticut, especially how the neighborhoods were kind of still segregated at that time, the Italians stayed where the Italians stayed, the black people stayed where the black people stayed, and so forth and so on. Um, my mom was, was very um, adamant about me immersing myself in other cultures, to not look at, no matter what happens in society or how things have happened to different cultures throughout time, she always taught me to embrace and immerse myself in culture first before I made judgments. So to kind of get an idea of what I was dealing with. So I didn't really get that much. It wasn't so much a, a disappointed or I didn't look at it like that. Like, oh, there's no black people. I just kind of saw the ones that were there. Um, Cyborg, um, the original Cap. Well, I mean, the black woman version of Captain Marvel, uh, Black Lightning, um, T'Challa. I just kind of saw them there and like I didn't really get that gape. It didn't really come until I was older that I noticed that loss and that it was there. So I didn't really have an experience where it was like, how come there are no black superheroes? I saw the ones that were there. 
Like mm-hmm. I, I started reading comics fairly early, so I saw the. And then, luckily, I was born in the late seventies and grew up in the eighties. So you know, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it was in the sixties and in the fifties when it was unheard of to see that. So I guess more so, I'm just grateful that the people and uh, movements that made the changes that they did for that to be something that I wouldn't have to grow up worrying about or didn't grow up worrying about. Like, I didn't have, I don't remember having that thought. Like, how come there's no black? I mean, of course you would ask, why is Superman, Batman, Shazam, why are all these guys white and, like, none of them? You know, the more mainstream characters you would right. ask. But it was not like a, I didn't really have mm-hmm. a loss. It was just, like, I just saw the black characters that were there and they were done so well. I mean, T'Challa, Cyborg. I mean, these were great characters. Awesome characters. So I, I can't really say I had that experience. I could say that um, I understood that loss as I got older, but... Not when I was a kid. No. Okay, Mark. Um, I have a I had a very different but similar uh, childhood. For for me, uh, my parents were very. I grew up I grew up in a very black neighborhood, so I was kind of sheltered with a lot of things. Uh, like my parents didn't necessarily immerse me into a lot of um, into a lot of um, well anything to be honest with you. From from my from me and my from my dad, it was like basketball, basketball, basketball. You're gonna go play college sports or whatever. When I got into comic books, it was right around the 90s when the X-Men cartoon came out. And I was watching it with my uncle, who's a big comic book head, and was telling me, like, this isn't the representation of Storm. And he brought me out a comic book and showed me what she was, showed, showed me who she really was. And I remember going, okay, but, like, you know, I was like, oh, where are the, where are the, where are the black characters? And he kind of was just kind of, like, paused for a second and then just focused on like Storm being being powerful. It never really dawned on me until a conversation I had with them years later. Um, I wrote a piece. Um, I wrote a, I wrote an article recently, and one of the things that I'm happy about with um, Black Panther coming out is now all these kids are going to have superheroes that look like them. You know what I mean? It's not, and it's not even just black men. Like it's great that like you know little black uh, kids are going to have like. T'Challa, like they can have a T'Challa mask in the um, Black Panther suits and things like that. But um, girls are also going to have costumes like Shuri. They'll have the Black Panther gauntlets and things like that. They'll have the Dora Milaje um, garbs to wear. You know what I mean? Or like, it also like it's also something cool that you see all these like strong black women with bald heads. So you have a, you have a little girl with like alopecia. I think that's what it's called, yes. and they're having issues with their head. Issues with their hair. They're not going to be you know, ashamed to shave their head if that's what they need to do because they have they have these strong characters that like you know rock that bald head proud. So I didn't really necessarily have that whole like idea of like you know not seeing a lot of black characters and not really understanding it until I got older. With Black Panther coming out now, I think it's it's gonna be amazing that these like little black. Um, children aren't going to have the same thing I do, especially like now that Luke Cage has become more popular. He's also a, probably almost a, a household name. Black Lightning coming out, uh, which is which I've heard is a pretty good series. And then if they don't release down the road to uh, characters like John Stewart um, and Cyborg, uh, Captain Marvel, Photon, uh, Monica Rambeau, like you know, all the same person, uh, America Chavez, and, like so you have all these great characters now. Because it's almost like uh, Luke Cage, the Luke Cage series, and T'Challa and um, Captain America Civil War kind of got the ball rolling on the popularity of these characters. 
Yeah, and that's and that's a good point. Um, you know, because when I was when I was a kid, you know, like early uh, early nineties, you know, I'm I'm you know nine ten. I'm starting to learn more about uh, about comics and starting to get into it. And you see these characters like, you know, like Storm. Like Storm is like a literal goddess. Like she was worshipped as a goddess. Like she was fucking awesome. Then like they give her this crippling weakness where she's claustrophobic. Which kind of sucks, but you know, whatever. Every it, it it shows that everybody's got their their you know their weakness to to them. Although you really don't see that with a guy like you know Batman. Batman doesn't have any weaknesses, but well, I mean, he's not bulletproof. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't have like, <laughs> oh no, I'm trapped in this tight space. I don't know what to do with myself. Like, you know, like Sentry is agoraphobic. You know, shit like that. Um, yeah, there were. There were more more characters, I think, when when I was growing up in the '90s. I mean, you had like Forge, and you had, um, you know, obviously Storm, which were popular popularized by the X Men cartoon, which was great because it showed all these different characters. Um, Bishop's another example of a character like that as well. Yeah, I I loved Bishop. Like, I thought he was awesome on the show. And then, like, you know, reading some of the, the, the Jim Lee-drawn comic books, you know, when they started splitting into X-Men Gold, X-Men, X-Men uh, Blue. And they made Storm the leader of the X-Men Gold team, which I was like, wow, that's so weird because you don't, you know, you never thought of Storm as a leader. It was always no, like Cyclops she, is the leader all the time. No, actually, she, she was the leader of the X-Men before that as well. And see, that I yeah. don't know. Yeah, she beat, she, she beat uh, Cyclops uh, in hand. Without her powers. Uh, Without her powers, um, in hand to hand combat, and she took leadership of the X Men for a while. She had like the mohawk, remember? Yeah, she had the yeah, mohawk yeah. And, like the leather vest. That badass. During look. that time, she was the leader of the X Men without any mutant powers whatsoever. I remember, which is badass. <laughs> the uh, the Marvel DC crossover that they did, mm. where Storm fought Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman, and Wonder Woman yep. had picked up Thor's hammer, hammer yeah, and she's like. She goes, if I got to fight you like that, fine, I'll fight you like that. But just so you know, I've been called a goddess, too. And she's like, yeah, but that wouldn't be fair. I'm not, you know, I'll just I'll just fight you without the power. She goes, oh, all right. And as soon as she dropped the hammer, Storm just fucking electrocuted the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, just Storm like, is, is, you're is done. naturally underrated, I think, a lot in the comics. Seeing uh, some of the, the, the trailers and stuff and some of the still photos from the Black Panther movie that's coming out now. Angela Bassett would have been an amazing storm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. My, there's, there's actually reasons for that. Angela ba- The reason Angela Bassett didn't get their role was because not her, but her agent wanted more money. And since they didn't want to, get, since they didn't want to give her agents, I guess that must have caused a conflict. And because of that, she didn't get the role. They gave it to um, a woman who will not be named. Right. <laughs> uh, a cat woman who will not be named? Um, Storm is always like you know our our good friend Stephanie Wiley loves her some Storm like that's her that's her go to character she doesn't give a shit that's her favorite character. Um, I think you know like what you were saying, Mark. Like what's nice now is like Disney having the the rights to all these characters. We're getting to see you know not just not just um, you know like you said like not just T'Challa, but like we're seeing his entire country. And he was really the first, the first character who 
you know, like what you were saying earlier, like when they introduced him, is like he's not this savage jungle man. You know, he's not Tarzan. You know, he's this, you know, for lack of a better term, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, genius. He's essentially, <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking king. He's essentially Batman on steroids. Like, he's richer, he's smarter, he's got better tech. Um, I don't think he has quite the popularity because he doesn't have, you know, as long of a, uh, of, of a history. But I think these movies, and Chadwick Boseman is a perfect character, uh, a perfect actor to play him. I know everybody, you know, like, oh, it should be Idris Elba. You know, that's what everybody says for every character. Who should be the next James Bond? Idris Elba, you know. But... Again, you know, you're limiting your scope. Like, I don't know Chadwick Boseman from anything else except that film. He's actually a really talented actor. He did the um, what was it, James Brown? Yep. He did, he did um, Get on up. He did a uh, good Marshall movie. He was he's he's he's, ex, he's ex- is he also Jackie Robinson? He was yes, also he was. Yes, he was. See, I didn't yes, see was. any yep. of those. Unfortunately, yeah, they're really good movies. But just from what I saw, you know, like we were talking last episode about the stage presence. That or the screen presence that Idris Elba has, like he has this soft-spoken, you know, like but very powerful presence on screen, where he he doesn't raise his voice, he doesn't get angry, but like you feel that uh, authority radiating from him. I was I have been trying to figure out ever since I saw um, him in Civil War. I've been trying to figure out if that's actually. Um, the actor or is that T'Challa? Like, cause that's, that's the pretty much the tone for T'Challa throughout mm-hmm. the history right. of Marvel was like, he was a very, he didn't argue with you. He didn't yell. He didn't debate. He was very matter of fact, kind of walked in a room, laid it flat and let you know how shit was going to go. Right. It's no, like no bullshit. At, no, at, yeah. no bullshit. At all. When the Panther shows up, it's, it's, it's probably the worst. It's yeah. be, it, <laughs> right. and I think whatever it could yeah. be happening at that time is, <laughs> It's like Bad. the uh, the picture I posted uh, in Amalgamadia the other day when you're like, drop your favorite Black Panther moments. Mm. And I couldn't find the one from the comic book I was telling you about where he finds his mother and he like saves her from being kidnapped or whatever. Right. And the one I found instead is him like beating the shit out of the Red Skull. But like, <laughs> he's just sitting there and he's like, you know, I tried to tell you, but your kind never listens. Which I think, knowing how... Who the Red Skull is, is yes. and that f- that specific phrase saying "your kind" like that was just like the per- and he's sitting there his jaws all fucking unhinged mm-hmm. and he's just like a bloody mess and it's like like that was just like the perfect thing because I I saw a bunch of different images of like him fighting Batman and shit like that him fighting Wolverine but I was like you know what this this really encapsulates who this character is. Yes, because he's he's not like one of those one of those characters who, you know, in doing research for this and learning about him, because he's a fascinating character. Absolutely, he's not like. Well, he's kind of like a. Uh, I look at him as a cross between like Captain America and Batman. Like he wants to do the right thing, but he won't. Uh, he won't just like run in, you know, like half cocked, you know, like Batman does sometimes. Mark, you have something you want to add? You know, it was, you, you know, it was something you said about uh, T'Challa's greatest moments, and then you mentioned him not going in half cocked. There was a issue of the Fantastic Four when Reed and Sue went on a second honeymoon to try to like save their marriage, and T'Challa and Storm joined the Fantastic Four. They ended up going into space, and 
Galactus shows up. So uh, Johnny Storm, the Thing, and Storm are all gung ho and ready to fight. And T'Challa was like, "Nah." He was like, let's not fight so, the world devourer yeah, right. today. I mean, so, that's a good plan. A, I, I think that's pretty yeah. good leadership. But the best part about it was uh, the thing was calling him a coward. And he goes, I don't know the, the, the Black Panther had a yellow streak. But it was like he wasn't leaving to run away. He was leaving to go get his equipment to come back and actually fight him the way it was. It was like. It was like that's. It's like he doesn't go into things half cocked. Like he always has a plan for these things. When like when the scrolls came to attack, I was like, dude. And the best part of that was he killed every single scroll that came after him. Put them back in their all, put all their dead bodies back in the ship with a sign in blood that says, "This is what happens when you try to invade Wakanda." And he sent that ship back to space. That's awesome. That was one of the dopest things I've ever seen because it's like, <laughs> just so you know, this is what can happen if you try it. Justin, you seem like you had well, something well, to say. Well, no, I do. I do uh, something you were saying. I I do think that 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 is one of the parallels, though, between like we were drawn between Black Panther and Batman is that is that is that Black Panther is always going to be prepared Ready. for yes. every situation like he do, he doesn't go in half cocked he knows exactly what's up when he you know before he steps foot in there and that is why you know a, a lot of times you know he's going to take a back seat until it's time for T'Challa to get involved you know and like you were saying like when you know when when he finally shows up like you know shit got real already yeah, yeah, you know absolutely see i think um one of the big differences between Black Panther and Batman is like you have these distinct Bruce Wayne and Batman personalities. T'Challa is the Black Panther. Like right. he approaches, you know, diplomatic relations with other countries the same way he does with Black Panther. I mean, he the end result's the same. Like when he's king of Wakanda, he's not, you know, like, oh, this guy didn't do what I wanted, so I'm going to punch the, you know, prime minister of England in in his face or right. something. But he will use the uh, powers and abilities of his country, like the, the financial strength and economic strength of his country, the same way he would use his fists, because he's just he's so brilliant and he knows exactly what he wants to do. Ashes, what do you think? You this is a character that's new to you, and I know you've been doing some research. Um, what's some of the stuff that you've come across that you? So. My main exposure to the Black Panther character so far has been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, Captain America, Civil War. There's something about the way that this movie, the Black Panther movie, is being presented that is so unbelievably appealing. Um, The colors that are being used. The cast. Can we talk about the cast for two seconds? Um, I love Lupita Nyong'o. I think she is beautiful. I think she is a brilliant actress. And when I saw that she had been signed on to star in this movie, I got really, really excited. Um, I don't know why. I um, followed the premiere of the movie uh, the American premiere, anyways, where everyone was dressed. I love fashion, so I love watching all of these movie premieres with everyone's dressed up and who's wearing who and what. And these actors and actresses showed up. 
They yeah, came yeah. out and they represented and you know, I can't speak for everyone, but seeing this right now with everything that's going on in the world right now is just so refreshing and so reassuring. And it makes me really happy that young girls, regardless of color, but especially young black girls are going to have this. They're going to see this and they're going to have something to look up to and something to look forward to. And that just makes me so incredibly excited because there is not a weak link in that cast. No, and one of the best things that I saw was somebody, you know, showed a picture of the cast with everybody on there and they were like, "Oh, you know, it it's an all black cast except for Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis." And, and somebody said, "Those are the Tolkien white guys." But you know, here's the thing, everyone's proud. Everyone is so incredibly proud to be a part of that movie, and that says something. Yeah, I mean these aren't these yeah. aren't people just doing this for a paycheck, you know. Well, if I may. Um, oh no, go right ahead. The token white characters. One of them you said was Andy Serkis. Well, I said Tolkien because they were both in Lord of the Rings. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I was like, wow. I was like, that is the first time I ever heard token white guy used in a. Well, yeah, that's yeah, why that's they because they were both you know Gollum yeah. and, and and Frodo or Bilbo, so they were the Tolkien white guys. But the point though is like. Typically, it's the other way around, right? Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. So like, awesome if you look, <laughs> if you look at, if you look at South Park, like the character is literally named Token Black. Black yeah. Like that's his, that's his full yeah. fucking name. But no, it's 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 nice to see, you know, because there's a lot of a lot of uh, backlash, you know, throughout Hollywood. Like every time, it's like, okay, we want to we want to cast uh, somebody who has. You know this specific disability, so we'll cast someone who doesn't have this disability to play this person, as opposed to casting someone with that disability to play that. You know, like, um, you know, certain things you can't do. Like, you know, if someone with like is like a a uh, like Rain Man, you couldn't, you know, get someone who is autistic to play, right. you know, that type of character. But like, you're finally getting someone getting a, a series of actors. It's like okay. This is where, like, we're filming everything in Africa. We want a full black cast. Like, we don't want, like, we don't want, you know, the token white guys. Like, and in this case, they're, like, the bad guys, which, again, you never see. It's always, like, you know, going back to, like, the old spaghetti westerns. How do you know which guy is bad? The guy in the black hat, you know? And it's not token angry black guy. Yeah, like token like, angry black like goon or something like that. And it's it's, it's, it's funny. Somebody was um, our buddy El Goro was talking about this when it comes to Get Out. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, I have. Yes. One of the things that he was talking about, and again, because he's the best film critic that I know, um, I thought this was a great point. Throughout the whole movie, his buddy. You know, because there's always that, you know, the, the stereotype of, like, there's a guy, there's a black guy in the audience. Don't go in there. Don't trust them white folks. Yeah. He was personified in the film that by his buddy. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, Jordan Peele's looking at this like, okay, you know, I know this is what people think. So I'm just going to put that guy right in the film and, like, shove it in people's faces like, hey, you know, we're aware of the stereotype. But <laughs> in this case, he knows what the fuck he's talking right. about. So... I thought that was a nice touch, and I like the fact that 
Like I'm not who who is directing this? The same guy who directed Taika Waititi? No, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. I don't know why I thought that name. Wolfie, you had something you wanted to add? Yeah, it's 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 kind of a just a slight step back, but I think I think Marvel should receive a lot of praise for for doing this. This is a, a kind of a landmark film. However, I, I wonder if uh, they should also get you know negative marks against them for not putting out a not putting a female character out in the forefront for having her own movie until now with uh, with Captain Marvel, and then also with they got a lot of flack for Doctor Strange and for yeah. you know for um, for some of the casting decisions there. So I wonder if this is to kind of you know like they were like oh well we saw what happened here we got to do this one right. Or did they always have it in mind to do this? You know, that's what I'm curious about because they definitely should get praise absolutely for for allow you know for for making this happen. I believe this is a story that they've been trying to tell for years, or a movie that they've been wanting to make for years. I think Mark had. Oh, yep. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no problem. Um, we talked. We actually talked about this on uh, our pod and on the podcast. At the end of the day, the question has to be asked, um, does Disney and Marvel actually care about the importance of this movie? Or, or are they just looking at this as dollar signs? For me, this is probably the most important movie for as a, as a black man, as a black nerd, as a nerd in general. Yeah. Like, I'm, it's going to be me and my wife and my grandmother going to go see this movie. I might cry when the, when the, when the credits roll because it's that important to me. But I don't really know if the Marvel and Disney execs actually really did this with the intention of making this what it was. Thankfully, we had a Ryan Ryan Coogler who probably looked at this and go, "If we're going to do this, we're going to do this the right way." So I don't know if I don't know if Marvel or DC, Marvel or Disney, should be praised for it just yet. Because with every corp, and I hate to say things like this, but for every corporation, like realistically, their job is to make money, right? And you know what I mean. Like you said earlier, like the uh, it came out on Black History it, um, during Black History Month. Like that's not that wasn't an accident. You know and I, mean? I agree. Like they, you know, I know it's setting up like part of the stage four, you know, because there's still one Infinity Stone, and they're saying it's the the heart of Wakanda. Uh, at least that's my my thought. Um, I think it's Idris Elba in a towel. I think that's the last Infinity Stone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be that would be two Infinity Stones. <laughs> but um, yeah, Kugler. I, I didn't know much about him. He's a young kid. He's thirty-one, but he just did Creed, which I thought right, was he did Creed. Yeah, it's a, it's a, phenomenal, it a, phenomenal film. One of the best Rockies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Stallone got nominated for an Oscar. I mean, uh, yeah, an Oscar. He won a Golden Globe for it. You know, which you hadn't seen in the Rocky franchise since the first one. So I think he did. Like I again, I don't know him. I don't follow all the actors and directors and everybody. Like for whatever, I don't know why I thought Taika Waititi. I just maybe I'm thinking T'Challa. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like this, you know, like you're saying, like you're right. Like this is a very important movie. And again, this is why I'm, you know, I don't want people to think that like I was like, okay, you know, who can I get on this show? You know, I don't want people to think that, like, I have you guys on here specifically to, like, talk about, like, the black perspective. Cause See, and that, I, I was, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. That's no. something that I think is uh, 
a line that just shouldn't have to be drawn in the first place. The fact you should you you should have someone black on the show to talk about an all black cast movie, one of the first black mm-hmm. super. I, I agree. You, there's like, there's no reason why you should, and I think that 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 line that's gotten drawn where everything is so uncomfortable is a part of what the real issue is as far as all of that's concerned. And, and erasing those lines is what it's all about. The fact that you didn't know I was black is awesome. But be, being black and being here and being able to talk about it is just another opportunity. It's a blessing. I can't see it being anything but a positive. So I, w- I, would, I would urge you in any other endeavor where a cultural awareness is, is something you need to definitely just throw those lines out the window and just invite whoever for whatever no, reason. Absolutely. If that's why you want them there, that's why I would rather learn how to make Chinese food from a Chinese guy <laughs> than exactly. a Swedish guy. I mean, like, to be racially, <laughs> just so I can be racially manicured, I wouldn't ask the Swedish no, I mean, guy because like, I don't want to ask the Chinese guy how to make the Kung Pao chicken. No, ask right. the fucking Chinese guy. Exactly. You know I mean, I mean like, we did, we did an episode, one of our first episodes was on Luke Cage. And I was just like, okay, I know this guy knows a lot about comics and right. he knows a lot about Luke Cage. I'll ask him to come on. You know, he's a white guy, but he's not going to have the same impact. Like, that's why, like, I was, you know, 100% upfront with you. I was like, yeah. you know, this is, this is great for me because I don't have this perspective. Like, when we talked about uh, Carrie Fisher, like, we had a bunch of women on. Mm-hmm. You know, we had you guys and you know, we had Stephanie come on because that's going to affect you differently than it affects me because I don't have that perspective. Right. Like I have this, you know, I grew up in a, in a, uh, you know, white suburban neighborhood, but where I went to school as a kid, you know, I was the only, I was one of the only white kids. Like I was the only white kid out playing basketball, right. you know, because we were in, you know, a rougher neighborhood, you know, like there were signs up in our, in our, uh, our playground, which was basically just a parking lot talking about how the spread of HIV and AIDS, you know, is rampant in this area because that's where all the prostitutes were. So, like, that for me was a, a, almost like a culture shock. I'm, you know, nine, ten years old. Like, but at the same time, like, I didn't look at it like that. Like you were saying, like, you didn't look at, like, oh, where are all the black superheroes? And I wasn't like, where are all the white people? I was like, I like this kid. He's cool. This kid's kind of a dick. It had nothing to do with like right. what fucking color you are. Some people are just kind of a dick. Yeah, yes, they are. Like, that is very true. And you know, like it's. But you, you know what? To, to kind of bring it all back around, you was talking about um, having on people who actually understand the topic. I think that's one of the reasons why Black Panther has actually been better over the last decade plus. Reginald Hoodland, who did uh, House Party, he did a, an episode or two of Boondocks, he did Django, and a bunch of other predominantly black films. He was my first introduction to Black Panther. So when he wrote the character, knowing what the culture is like, so there were little, um, there were little random jokes that I would understand because I know the culture. And then after, uh, then someone else took over, and I kind of just didn't really, wasn't really feeling it. But then uh, Tanahashi Coates is doing the recent run of Black Panther, and it's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he's taken everything from that we know of like Wakanda, and actually giving us the readers a view of actually what the country is like, what um, what they represent. Uh, two of the door, two of the former Dora Milaje are in a relationship, so that shows that Wakanda is okay with um, with a homosexual uh, marriage or relationship. 
when the women of their culture are have always been allowed to speak up and speak their mind. So they respect the uh, they respect the female race because they they, they know they're e- we are all equals together. Like so when. T'Challa has something to, when T'Challa has said something to say or he has a dilemma, he goes to his mother because no matter how much his mother loves him, she knows that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So she so she can speak when others will not. That's not something you see in a lot of comic books. Like you'll see Tony Stark kind of like talk down to Pepper sometimes. Or like Doctor Doom pretty much treats everyone like shit. Well, I was gonna uh, say Tony, <laughs> Tony Stark's one of those guys that's kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. <laughs> I don't think there's any kind of about it. Yeah. Right? I, wanted to, um, I wanted to touch real quick on something that uh, Wolfie had said, or a um, question he had posed about thanking Marvel. And um, <clears throat> as far as the cinematic universe is concerned, and um, some of the more recent projects they've done with black characters, I, I started thinking back to some of their older stuff. And you know what? Marvel has, um, I'll say at the very least, in comparison to DC, Marvel has always had a very strong civil rights and um, black presence within its pages. I was thinking back, I just just started thinking back to the X-Men. Right. Everybody's favorite team and how Magneto and Professor X are parodies of Malcolm X and um, Martin Luther King. And um, how the mutants' struggle with humanity mirrored the civil rights struggle movement with black people in this country. And you know what? Yeah, props to Marvel. Props to them for um, making sure that even if it was subliminal and kind of undertone, that it was something that we got a chance to see and, and, and got a chance to compare to what was really happening in, in society. And, and, and even if you can't relate to the black experience as far as um, racism is concerned and how this country has treated us, um, you can relate to how the mutants were treated during, um, and uh, what was it, the uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah. Right. So you may not know what it's like to be Sojourner Truth, but you know what it's like to be Wolverine. The struggle is the same, regardless to the color of the characters. And I think that the similarities, if you look for them, and, and um, the ability for Marvel to kind of marry those things together and their attempts to do so are there. So if you kind of look for it, or more so if you don't look for it, but if you allow yourself to be open to that perspective, it's definitely there. I think that it was just a matter of you can't, again, a corporation is a corporation, and the dollar, the almighty dollar is always going to be the first thing, but it's awesome that even that far back, the 60s, the 50s, when this country was not, racially harmonic at all like for them to have that presence of this problem that we have and which way it should be going and and just informing us that there is a problem even subliminally is is awesome so yeah kudos to marvel for that and i think that they had a lot i think that a lot of that thinking is the reason why this film is being done the way that it is disney notwithstanding because i'm not too well versed on their politics or whatever but marvel definitely has always had their finger in the pot, so to speak. So yeah. it's good that they're allowing it to come from that perspective. Justin, and one of the things I... Oh. I was going to say, Justin, you uh, think you had something to say. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I do think that, uh, well, I don't know that it's important to Disney necessarily, but I do believe that, that, the, that the Black Panther movie getting made and getting made like this was very important to Marvel and has been for a long time. Yes. Mark? Oh, uh, what? Oh, one of the things I want to say was about uh, piggyback what Ian was talking about was uh, one of the things I loved about Marvel was they always preached like harmony between like everyone. Uh, Luke Cage, Luke Cage is a was a poor black kid from the hood. His best friend is a rich white guy. 
um, Tony Stark's best friend is Rhodey. Captain America's best friend was Sam Wilson. Um, they were always they were they always um, preached a thing where it's like uh, like togetherness. There was no thing where it was just like oh well. Example: the Falcon was a was a member of the Avengers because of affirmative action, and it made everybody uncomfortable. And even Sam Wilson was like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. So you know what I mean? Like they they speak of things that might make a reader uncomfortable or might make a reader think because that's really how we learn as people. You, sometimes you have to be uncomfortable. Sometimes you have to look at certain things and go, oh, well, that's, oh, well, that that's, um, that's an interesting, interesting way of looking at it. Like it cracks me up when people talk about Captain America being like this all American, all American character. And I go, you realize both his parents are immigrants, right? Well, everyone's parents are immigrants if you live in America, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's you know it's it's interesting what you were saying. Uh, started to make me think of like you were trying to you know, Marvel is is trying to get this um, parallel to you know, um, you know these civil rights leaders through their comics, but they're doing it in a way to kind of be like you know, at the time where you know like you said it's you know we're, I mean we're still racially divisive. But using two white guys and one being a Holocaust survivor, so that pe- white people relate to them while they're putting forth this civil rights message, like one of the biggest reasons I absolutely love Magneto as a character. That was that's one of the main reasons. And it's you know it's like all right, we want to get this message out. How can we get you know, for lack of a better word, these ignorant white people to pay attention to what we're trying to say and understand. You know the 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 plights of other people, like because I, you know, again, you know, I'm a I was a white kid that grew up in a suburban neighborhood. I can't understand what it's like, you know, like some of the stuff you were telling me about off the air. I don't know what that's like because I didn't live that life. That's right. not, you know, my upbringing. That's not, you know, the the culture I was raised in. So I can't speak to that intelligently because I didn't live through it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm really glad that they're making this Black Panther movie because, you know, I, I think it's great that they're including everything. It doesn't mean the same to me as it does to you and Mark. Yeah, no, it's 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 a swell of pride. I mean, just to see T'Challa and the way he carries himself in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they did it an excellent. I mean, um, Chadwick Boseman, uh, he honestly is. Um, I mean, I, I didn't I don't I wouldn't say he's a stellar actor, but he's. Excellent in that role. He does a very good job of translating what T'Challa must have been like in his younger years, like as he was coming into being king, um, the the different burdens he had to bear because of that, and his um, patience, understanding for all the things around him, all the superheroes, all the stuff that was going on in the Marvel universe at the time. Um, for him to be able to just kind of show up and be this like uh, this steadfast, like, and then within years being the go to guy for all of the head superhero groups there were the x-men uh the avengers kind of like how batman is for the uh dc universe if there's a problem go ask t'challa he'll know how to fix it oh the white martians are attacking go ask t'challa oh galactus is here where's (laughs) t'challa like that's just kind of how and and it's awesome that only i mean black white green hispanic whatever you want to make them as far as his culture to have that character in general and then also with him being black is an awesome thing because you don't see that too much. Where it's like Batman, again, is the 
guy who in the DC universe, if there's a problem, go to this guy. For to to see a, a black man play that role, it it, it 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 makes me very proud. Only because I like I like the fact that he's such a strong character in a universe where you have world eaters and magic users and here's just this guy in a cat suit that like knows how to beat up Galactus. Like that's you know what I'm saying? When you think about the parallels to that, like you got the thing who can bench press a fire truck, you got the human torch who can melt the earth if he wanted to. You got guys like Thor who is a literal, literal god. god. Yeah. And then you have this dude in a cat suit that's like more essential than all of them, you know what I mean? And that's an awesome feeling because I just remember where there wasn't a whole lot of that. So that's good that he's that he's becoming that. And and you could see that a little bit at the end of Civil War where he was just like peeked all the pieces, kind of knew what was going on, and pretty much saved everybody's life. Yeah, whether you yeah. realize yeah. it or not, going right. into the yeah. next movie, like yeah. he kind of just sat back, watched mm-hmm. what was going on, and was like, "All right, let me save everyone's like ass you real were, quick." And he did. You were my enemies. We were battling. Like we had some fierce battles, but I understand your importance to the upcoming. You know, overall war. What's about to happen? Yeah, and you know, I think he'll be the next leader of the Avengers. Like I, I T'Challa, mean, I agree hundred. By default, he is the leader. Of the right, Avengers. Right, well, right. I think so T'Challa does it. The one thing I love about T'Challa is he doesn't need to. He doesn't need the title leader. Correct. Like a lot of times, if you read the comic books, he sits there and he stands there, hands behind his back, just listening. And then when he needs to interject, everyone sits and listens like a child at story time. Like, oh, T'Challa's going to speak now. What, what should we do now? But that's just, but that's just what it is. His presence alone. I think, I think it was um, uh, Storm who said this to T'Challa. His presence alone is calming. You know what I mean? I have like, to kind of oh. agree with what Nicole was saying about his role switching as far as the movies are concerned coming up. I think that it's interesting that you said that. And I, I, I want to know what makes you think that. I just think I haven't. I've been listening to everybody, and everybody's comments have been wonderful. I just think you know, as the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe is changing, it's evolving, and I think you know we have Tony Stark, we have Captain America. I think you know the times to retire those people and see other new superheroes like Captain Marvel. Like I'm such a huge Captain Marvel fan, and I'm she so does she loves her some Captain Marvel and like. Just to see the progress of strong females and strong African American characters and black characters and all sorts, like it's it's time for a change. As we are, a society is changing. We have these strong individuals who are going to step up and change. Because no offense to Tony Stark, but he's fucked up a lot, and I'm kind of getting yeah, sick of yeah, it. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of his shit. And I think with Black Panther. As someone who knows how to, you know, work the country, understands people, understands and respects all individuals, not doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or a child, he will be there to understand you, to respect you, to listen to you. I think it's time that with the Marvel Cinematic Universe where it's going, I think it's nice to see a change happening. Awesome. Ashes, you guys I agree. I got a couple of things. Um... Speaking of men in cat suits, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, so I've seen lots of men in cat suits. Um, but anyways, 
That's a joke. <laughs> um, but no, no I know a, a lot of the actors um, like Chris Hemsworth and uh, Robert Downey Jr., their contracts are up with yeah. Marvel. Yeah. So I think this, I think what you're saying is right. That's it why. Is. Like oh, yeah. this, this is the phase coming. Four. Yeah, exactly. Like this asked, is, these uh, are the new faces right. of Marvel. Yeah. That's why I asked Nicole. It was because I was, I've been thinking pretty much along the same lines <laughs> where, um, I'm looking at T'Challa, I'm looking at the character, I'm looking at the, how the story is developing, and I'm looking at this like perfect amalgamation of um, Captain America and Tony Stark and T'Challa. Like well, he is the both of them in this one mm-hmm. character, without the alcoholism, without yeah. the or <laughs> or the being a and dick. I think with all these characters, and I'm just thinking out loud right now, but like you know, we have the scientist, the smart one, which is the Hulk. That'll be probably Doctor Strange's role. As the, mm, we go into that, nice. the leader would be probably Tony Stark. or would be Tony Stark, but now will be Black Panther, the Invincible, the one who with the strength, Captain Marvel instead and of I, Thor. Mm-hmm. Instead, of, well, actually, Captain America. I would think you know they're mm-hmm. both soldiers, yep. and I think that mm-hmm. will incorporate that. And I think you know the that's why we're getting different characters because everybody's kind of switching up the roles which they do in the comics which is really nice to see as well right it's always it's all the roster is always evolving in the comics there's yeah. a there's a point in time where you know every few years they got to bring it back to like the original crew yeah. you know just to sort of ground it but then but then it sort of spins out from there over a period of time until they got to bring it back yeah so I have a question for you, Justin. Sure. So we've gotten a little bit of backstory from our other guest. Um, my question to you is, what drew you to this character? Um, uh, the um, my introduction, my real introduction to the character came via the um, what was it called the Marvel Ultimate Alliance video game for the PS3. <laughs> Uh, that was the first time I really found out, and he was an un- unlockable character, like, halfway through the game, and my wife and I, like, we each had our own, you know, our own roster of the characters, where we split them down the middle, and then we got to, we got to the middle of the game, and we unlocked Black Panther, and she's always asking me, do, you know, with the games and everything... You know, she likes playing them, but she doesn't know a lot about the comics. So she's always asking me about them. Your wife is and, me. Right. Yes. And we get yes. and we get to the Black Panther, and she's like, well, what can you tell me about this guy? And I was like, not much. You know, like, I don't, I don't really know. And this is, I mean, but this is going back 12 years or so. And, yeah. and, and but I, I, you know, I, I played the game, and I was like, I, I like this dude. I, I, he was like my go-to character, and I was like, I need to find out everything that I can about this dude because because he's like the best hero that they have going you know and yes they, right, <laughs> pretty much in the Marvel right, universe yeah. that's right. how it is yeah. honestly <laughs> if you go back um again like since his inception in this in 61 when he was brought in and um his first act as a marvel character was to beat up the fantastic four right like the first <laughs> 10 pages he's right. like all right i'm like in africa i think i'm gonna go over to america and uh whoop on the four mm-hmm. strongest people over yeah, there right. real quick just to, or no wait a minute it was reversed they came to wakanda i think yep. it was yeah that's what happened they yeah. were coming to check yeah. him out and, and he's he, like, like the fuck you doing here jumped right. out yeah. as a black panther and was like Rah, i'm gonna fuck you up and that hey. and that right there is a huge statement by marvel because the Fantastic Four are essentially was their royalty. The top when echelon it, of I mean, comics. It, yep. yeah. I mean, like, whenever there was a problem, it was like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. Let me go ask Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Like, no right. matter how smart your character was, he would always defer to Reed. You know, Spider-Man, Tony Stark, the right. Hulk, everybody deferred to Reed Richards. 
because he was like the top mind. And then now for it to be kind of, and, you know, touching on what Nicole said and what you were asking about, you know, the, the evolution of the, the uh, Avengers team, I think it's a huge statement from Marvel to be like, yeah, we're passing the torch from this blonde-haired, blue-eyed, you know, all-American mm-hmm. boy to this this uh, uh, king of an African nation. And it's funny, I, you know, and Nicole made me think about this. I don't, you know, and again, you know, this isn't really my place to say, but I don't like the term African-American because that would include South Africa mm. and all the shit that happened there. Um, and if you think about it right now, um, and I, I just learned this the other day, Cape Town, South Africa, one of the biggest cities in the world, they are running out of resources. By April, they they yeah. won't have yeah, right. water. Like, how the fuck do you not have water? Like, if you're... That'd be like, you know... You know, certain other other like Miami, like all of a sudden Miami doesn't have fresh drinking. I mean, water. we could ask the people in Flint. Flint, Michigan, yeah. they don't have water. I mean, no, they have plenty of water. It's just poisoned. Like these people literally will not have water. Like they're already rationing their water, which is insane. So to see, you know, this character who is just, you know, and I like the way they portrayed it in the. Uh, in the uh, deleted scene where it's kind of like, you know, oh, you know, it's all jungle and everything, but you get past the jungle and mm-hmm. it's just like, it looks like fucking Atlantis. It's yeah. like this super futuristic, like, what the fuck? Did I just step through time? And it's because of, like, it's the only place in the world where you can get vibranium. Yeah. And well, it's the, te- it's the technological advances of Wakanda. And in, in the books or in the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. they are technically or technologically advanced more so than any other country. Um, right. I guess they, they had it where, in, like, in actual reality, the the Germans were kind of like the head of engineering. Mm-hmm. Well, like, Wakanda would be 20 years ahead of whatever yeah. they have going on. Like, that's that's what Wakanda has always been in the Marvel Universe. That's why it was so hidden right. away from the rest of the world. Because, because they didn't... their advancements yeah. were, like, just shit people weren't ready for. It would be like if all of New York... Was designed by Tony Stark. Exactly. Right. Well, well, the way the way that I've under, always understood it is that is that Wakanda's entire thing. Yeah, they are. They could, they keep closed borders. They don't trade with any of the rest of the world. And they've never uh, been right, conquered. And they, it, right, and they've never been conquered. But they've always been completely isolated. But so it's not so much even that their technology is like twenty years ahead of anybody. It's that their technology is not based on anything, anything that anybody yeah. else is has ever done. seen. Yeah. Right. Right. That's a great point. You know, that is a really good way to put it. You yeah. know, like their technology is almost alien. It more is than actually else. some of yeah, it is. You know. I mean, <laughs> you would have to go back to like Captain America where Howard Stark brings Captain America's shield. It's made of vibranium. vibranium. And which so, you yeah. know, for me, when I started learning more about everything, because no one asked, so I'm just going to put my two cents in. But like, Oh, go ahead. Um, it's your show, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I'm kind of well hidden today. But for me, I didn't understand what vibranium was. So I researched and, like, I played a role-playing game online with superheroes and someone played Black Panther and I had no clue and it was nice to see because a lot of the people played just white characters in the game so I was like I actually praised the writer I was like thank you for bringing someone new someone 
someone that I had no idea and to learn about Vibranium, learning about Black Panther, and like you see like little hidden gems throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe building up to Black Panther with the Vibranium Shield, um and the Agent, map. The map. Um in Agent Carter they mention it a little bit. Agents of Shield is a huge part of that as well, and you know they are built. They have this in the plans yep. to build up to this. And for me, for understanding, I think they're with the whole leadership mm. changing as well. Mark, uh, I just had a question. Um, you had a Captain Marvel fan on there. You were talking about T'Challa becoming a leader of the Avengers. I kind of like the idea of, and I want your guys' opinion on this. The uh, the Ultimates, not the Ultimates from the Ultimate Universe, but there's a team called the Ultimates. It's Carol Danvers. Black Panther, Blue Marble, America Chavez, and Monica Rambeau. And their whole thing is just like they try to solve problems before they happen. Mm-hmm. Like they solved, like they they solved the problem of Galactus being a world eater and turned him into a life runner. And the first thing he did was bring back the life of the first planet he ate. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you guys think about them just taking away the Avengers franchise in general and turning it into like? the ultimates and what they're doing with um, their squad. I I honestly would be interested in seeing it, especially where American Chavez is from the Young Avengers and we have the Runaways that just recently became a huge hit and I think that will probably add influence into the Avengers. I mean, it's going to be a while till they get to that point, but I think it'd be great to see definitely more of a female presence in a huge team. I mean, we start with Black Widow, and now we're gonna have, you know, Wasp coming out and Scarlet Witch and um, what's her name from Guardians? I can't. Um, Gamora. Thank you, Gamora. And you know, I think especially I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but I think it'd be nice. And there's so many different people from different backgrounds, especially with America Chavez being Hispanic. It'd be a nice, um, a nice influence and a nice point of view to look into. And I think it'll be a while till we get there, especially with everything that's happening. But I think it'll, I would be interested. For me, the importance, if you're going to bring a character that people really aren't that familiar with to either TV or, or you know, the big screen, you have to really take care in the casting. I mean... Not a lot of people knew who Iron Man was, but Robert Downey Jr. like made that character so mm-hmm. he he did such a good job with it. The roles he's, of Captain he, he's America, Tony Stark, you know. What I mean? Yeah, the roles of Captain America and Tony Stark are forever etched in stone because of uh, right. Chris Evans mm-hmm. and, and Robert Downey Jr. I just I don't want to see another Tony Stark. Right. I, really yeah, I'm kind of sick of that whole playboy philanthropist, blah, 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 blah. I think, you know, that's this old story. The new story, like the old story repeats itself. I think it's time to see new characters with actual, you know, you actually can sympathize and actually relate to. No, I, I, I'm i agreeing with you. But what I'm saying is, like, if you look at, like, the Inhumans, like, that went nowhere because the cast really had no, like, strong like presence i mean the closest was uh what's his name randy bolton from game of thrones but well the inhumans that whole storyline that's another whole shit show it's I mean, yeah it's, it's a default storyline it's that whole they took it to a different level and that's where it kind of went wrong and even into the <laughs> comics of it um 
the Inhumans. They, it was it was a doomed franchise to begin Correct. with. They were like the X Men. They were yeah. supposed to be like the better X Men, and it, yeah. it just never happened. Don't get me wrong. Black Bolt is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Again, one of my favorite ones. But um, the Inhumans <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I see you, I see, you, I see. You. Um, but I, but he always, um, again, the Inhumans were just a defunct uh, kind of idea. Let's make a better mm-hmm. X Men, and it was like, nah, dude, you can't make a better. X-Men. No, they've been they've been trying to there's revamp no that and yeah. launch it oh, yeah. time and time yeah, again. There's for no years such thing. X Men were yeah. just yeah. it. That's Even it. the They're recent not. comics haven't really like I subscribed to it for a while, and it wasn't. It just, it really was just like, they try to be a better version of X-Men, and you can't. Karnak's solo book was pretty badass, but I think that was all you got out of the Inhumans mm-hmm. over the last, like, 40 years was, like, Karnak's solo book was kind of dope, you know, being yeah. that they went more into his whole, like, power and everything, but... Mark, you had something you wanted to add. I, I just want to say something, and I think everyone kind of hit, hit, hit on this. The Inhumans were a doomed franchise from day one. They give you you get all you take all these characters with these immense powers just to have them get beat up by the Fantastic Four every other week. Mm-hmm. It's like so Black Bolt has this power that could destroy like a mountain. Uh, Medusa is this, this badass woman. Karnak can see weaknesses of things like in Gorgon, and then there's all these other characters and all these great beings of the Inhuman race just to have them get beat up by the Fantastic Four a week later. And then, so we get we pass, fast forward to forty years later, when Marvel and um, Disney are having this feud, they're killing off all the X Men. Now trying to make the Inhumans a big thing, but it's like the damage has already been done. You haven't given us a reason as comic book fans to actually give a shit about the Inhumans. I mean, like the first thing you see in World War Hulk is the Hulk beating the crap out of Black Bolt. Well, was a scrub, but like beating the crap out of Black Bolt. So that image alone is like, oh, so why should I care about him on any level? Because every time I see him, he's getting beat up by somebody. But you keep telling me how powerful he is. And I think it probably also plays to how the Fantastic Four franchise franchise hasn't been that good, especially with Fox. Now, probably they, I think they gave it up or something. And it's like we weren't able to have that, you know, in humans where it's justified without the Fantastic Four. You can't have Mm. one without the other. And I think this is where then they try to do that with Agents of Shield, which it's it's okay, but. I've seen the Inhumans, and I'm not interested unless the Fantastic Four is a big part of it. You can't have peanut butter without the jelly. Yeah, because Doctor Doom is like I don't I don't understand how they keep fucking up the Fantastic the Four films. They rush them. How do they fuck up Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom is fucking amazing. How do you how, that? Just... Julian McMahon as Doctor Doom, like I I was. But okay they with ru- it. but that wasn't. I mean, but that wasn't Doctor yeah. Doom. You though. had to be okay with it. Like that's yeah. the thing because it was the only real yeah. interpretation the only, of the character. Yeah, it was... So it was like, all right. I mean, as a Marvel fan, it's like great Doctor Doom. But the, in all reality, like they just that whole uh, I don't know what they're doing with the Fantastic. It's just War. they and won't one of call the greatest him, Marvel titles at that. They won't call him Doctor Doom. Like yeah. he's never Victor and, Von Doom. Yeah. It's always something mm-hmm. similar. But it's like. Just fucking call like that's his name. <laughs> like yeah. Jesus, yeah, he's a bad guy. His name is Von Doom. Like Jesus Christ, never. no shit. <laughs> like they never even get they never get into like the sorcery or anything. It's just like here's Doom. There you go. Like they, when they I was rock. a kid, my favorite was Spider Man. Loved Spider Man just because I thought that was the most realistic way that I could become a superhero. So <laughs> listen, I am not alone. I guarantee you, I am not alone with that. I am not alone. I was hoping on mutant powers. 
See, I, I was, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, you know what? I'm starting to get stronger and faster. And I was like, waiting for a gamma bomb myself. Right. So, you know, we all had that. We all had that. But, I mean, I remember reading a Spider-Man comic, and I loved um, Eric Larson's art. Fucking, like, before he, it was right before he went to Savage Dragon. And his art was amazing. And there was a comic where Spider-Man was fighting Doctor Doom. And I'm like, oh, Spider-Man's going to whoop his ass. And Doom, like, just fucking smoked him, blew him through a couple of buildings. Like, it was amazing. And, like, he's at the doctor. He's like, the, and the doctor's like, yeah, you got busted ribs, a concussion. This, one of my favorite. Oh, I I'm, fell I'm down sorry. the stairs. One of my favorite <laughs> rivalries in comics to kind of bring it back around is Dr. Doom and T'Challa. I think that oh, rivalry, man. if you know mm. anything about that rivalry or about how these two, and then, again, if you throw Namor in there as well, um, you got these three benevolent individuals, all kings of a different type of nation. Um, all struggling for kind of relevance on an earthly plane. Or, but or Namor, of kind of a dick. Oh, yeah. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Namor he is officially Tony Stark. Uh, right. Yeah. He is. He's the aquatic Tony Stark. But um, and, and, and I always love the struggle between Doom and um and T'Challa because although they were they were uh pretty much engrossed in battle every single time mm-hmm. they look mm-hmm. at each other, there's some kind of world ending mm-hmm. catastrophe about to happen because one incited the other and but they have this respect yes. for each mm-hmm. other yeah. and for Dr. Doom let me explain something about Dr. Doom <laughs> this is this is the Marvel Universe's Darth Vader yeah. right. do you understand like this is the there's your favorite villain and then Doctor Doom is the guy he loves. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's, that's how that poster works. He's got that's exactly room. how your favorite villain loves Doctor Doom. First, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Exactly. So you're talking about a guy in the Marvel universe who has wreaked havoc everywhere. The Avengers, the X Men, the Fantastic Four, Spider Man, uh, the Beyonder. For Christ's sake, Jesus, yeah. Everyone has felt this guy Doom kind of just come up and say, "I'm Doom, and I'm gonna find a way to fuck you up mm-hmm. today." And then that's pretty much how it works. But T'Challa's like, no. And every time right. you think you beat him, it's well, just a fucking Doom bot. It's just a Doom mm-hmm. bot, and you never catch the guy. And that's where I think the respect comes from. T'Challa and Doom, they know each other so well. And I was hoping for, um, I don't know if you remember during the Civil War, they had the uh, Doom War and all of that stuff. I was so hoping for a Joker-Batman relationship between T'Challa and Doom because it should have went there. It really should have. They're well, just that, perfect arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that was my favorite thing. I don't know if anybody read the um, that the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars series from a couple. Oh of my years god, ago. it was phenomenal. Yeah, part, but part two? was but, that part two? Yeah, uh, um, well, it was. It was like the finale to his whole um, Avengers and New Avengers Infinity okay, okay, story. Okay. Yep. Um, but that was what I loved so much about that Secret Wars series was that at the end of it, it just it came down to Doctor Doom versus T'Challa, which and T'Challa. Wearing the fucking Infinity Gauntlet, you know, yep. and it's like yes. that's like everything yes. that I ever wanted, you know. And that's and that and that, that's pretty much the how epic it's gonna. I feel like the cinematic universe is gonna get, especially with this introduction to the Black Panther movie. I'm hoping with Thanos showing up and with the scale of power that's in the Marvel universe and how they're going to um, show where T'Challa kind of falls on that scale. Exist like later on going into everything. I'm I'm really interested to see the development of this character. And um, I think that this movie is going to be a really, really, really good start. Um, I'm, ex- I'm super excited. Um, can't wait for the premiere. And uh, it's I'm just I don't know. How else. Well, when this airs, this is airing the day before. So yeah. uh, I'm going Thursday. I got my ticket. 745. <laughs> <Dead up. laughs> 
I'll be going Friday as well. See, the thing for me is like, you know, when it comes to like, everybody's had the fucking infinity gauntlet at this point. Everybody but like me and Wolfie. Um, <laughs> and but me. Wolfie's got like three rings. So <laughs> uh, at this point, like if I were to entrust the <laughs> infinity gauntlet to any human, it's, it's going to be... T'Challa, because he's the only right. one that can keep a level head about things. Well, that's exactly how he wound up with it, was was that he was the only one who Doctor Didn't Strange... Yeah. He was the only one that Doctor Strange, like, trusted to be able to, like, give the location of it. Like, yeah, like, not Reed Richards, yeah. not Tony... Certainly not yeah. Tony Stark. Yeah, Doctor Strange <laughs> pretty much told him, like, you gotta go here and find this thing, and I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but you're gonna need it. And you're the only person that I'm telling to go there to get it. <laughs> and that he picked T'Challa for that. Right. Yeah. You know, right. that he yeah. picked this character and, and like, it just kind of goes into, and again, you're not going to, and for the fans that don't know a lot about T'Challa as a Marvel Universe character outside of the films, this these are things you're not going to see, so don't get confused. Like, you're not going to see the T'Challa we're talking about in the Black Panther movie. You're not going to, that's a different, you're going to see a, a, a pretty much a young man who has lost his father and is, you know, struggling with the weight of a nation on his shoulders um, relations with other nations. Remember, going into this movie, uh, the, ra- the the na- the nation relations between um, America and Africa at the time are very not there. Fragile. Like not there. They're not there because um, yeah, the Avengers have come and blown up a building on African soil. Uh, that whole like Ultron coming over to Africa, stealing the vibranium. Yeah. Like there's been some serious breaches that have not really T'Chaka's death have not yeah. been kind of dealt with. So, you know, you kind of you're this young man with like the bird, literally the weight of a world on your shoulders. And then, you know, just reeling from being able to avenge your father, finding his killer and meeting all these superpower being saving Captain America's ass and everything else you did in that um, Civil War movie, kind of just lending your hand and becoming this fixed true north for this, you know, team. And then you have to go back home. And I think that's the T'Challa that you're going to see Yeah, is after meeting these larger than life gods and. Uh, you know, superheroes or whatever that he's going to return back, kind of. And it doesn't really impress him either. It, he's as you can yeah. see, like as he's dealing with like Bucky, Bar- even Hawkeye, like this train triple assassin <laughs> walks up and like, hi, I'm Clinton. He's all got his broad chest. I don't and care. And his, care. and his changed up uh, bow, and he's like, yeah, I'm Clinton. He's like, I don't care. And like that's <laughs> touch all this, like that's and the books, and I love that they did that scene. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Um. Yeah, and they brought that kind of out into childhood. That's really how he is in the face of like guys like Eric Killmonger and Man Ape. Literally a guy who's the size of a grizzly bear kind of hovering over him like, I'm going to eat you. And he's like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. T'Challa. And it's awesome that they kind of gave him that quality. It's, it's it's a really nice thing to see. So that's the T'Challa. You guys, like, don't get confused. The T'Challa that's wrestling with Doctor Doom is not the guy you're going to see going into this movie. You're going to see how he becomes that guy, which like, I think is mm-hmm. very interesting. I think like Batman begins, right? but that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to get a lot of the backstory, and you're going to see why he is that guy Him that the becoming. Avengers come in. I, I know that they they have to tell that part of the story because it's only essential. Um, I would like to propose a question to our guest. Um, for those who do not know much about Black Panther, um, A... What is your favorite storyline of the comics or whatever you've noticed? And two, what do you truly hope from the comics that will be shown into the film? 
So we'll start with Justin. Um, actually, th- there's a um, more so than the comics. I think I think my go-to uh, with Black Panther is that is that um, there was a series, there was a an animated series that was produced like maybe ten years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, oh. I believe by BET actually, um, but uh, but it was based on the Who is the Black Panther storyline, mm-hmm. and that was that was a really good. Um, it's a really good baseline kind of kind of uh, reimagining of of the origin story and how he how he meets Captain America and gives a real good backstory is on Wakanda. Uh, is it a motion comic? Uh, yeah, it was a motion. Yeah, comic. it was Josh yeah. Whedon that did that. I yeah, think. right. And and um, yeah, and and I enjoyed that very much. But it but it gets it gets a real good backstory into into um, just everything that you need to know about about Wakanda and uh, and Claw, uh, who we haven't really talked about at all. Um, That's uh, Andy Serkis, yeah, yeah, Andy way Serkis. underrated character. Yep, and uh, th- that that's my go-to is the who is the Black Panther storyline. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about you, Mark? Um, my go-to. It's actually something new. I've read it about three times since it's been out. A Nation Under Our Feet. Mm. Uh, you really, Tanahashi Coates, and I might have said it already. He wrote this story. He, yeah, he, he took everything that you know about the Chala, and it not it kind of humanized him because he realized that like what the crown act like how heavy the crown was, and it, it was. All the like the deep quotes, how they really got into not just the royal family, but the people of, the, of Wakanda and how they looked at the uh, the Golden City, which is the capital of Wakanda. Um, like it, it just really got into everything about that and how like some of his former loyal bodyguards of Dora Balaji look at him like, "You're not the king. You're not the compassionate king that that they remember." So it's probably the best story that i've read from t'challa because i think the writer really wanted to tell a story now i I, Uh, i've been i've been reading that one and i'm still i haven't finished it yet i'm like eight issues into that one and and i'm loving everything about it you're you're on for a ride yeah the one thing i want um uh because we all want a good black panther movie but i'm really hoping that leticia wright does an amazing job in shuri i think she could end up um, having her own solo thing because she's T'Challa's sister. Um, she could maybe get her own spinoff because she was the Black Panther once upon a time. Mm-hmm. The way she the way she approached um, villainy was different. T'Challa was a lot more hands on. Shuri loved her technology. Uh, you know, could we get her an agent to shield for a couple of episodes? Um, you know what I mean? Will we? Could she? Um, have her own little net because she pop up in um, in Harlem with uh, Luke Cage just as like an ambassador or things like that because Luke Cage admires T'Challa. You know what I mean? So I really want her star. I really want Letitia Wright's star to shine as Shuri in this movie. I think it'll definitely probably be more of Agents of Shield than Luke Cage because they just canceled Luke Cage, unfortunately. What? What? They canceled. No, no, they canceled the comic book. They, the comic book. They didn't cancel. Oh, the, oh, I was about to say, okay. what the fuck? The Netflix. Right? Sorry, my bad. I should have clarified. The, oh my god. The television. I need a Netflix, Netflix thing. The Netflix series <laughs> definitely time, didn't. Yeah. Um, didn't really didn't give it a second season, but I would definitely would be interested in reading that in the comics. Mm. And, and if they do bring it into the 
expand her role more in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it'll definitely bring Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back again, which I would love. I love that show through the hells and the goods. I think that probably that influence would be definitely beneficial for that show. Um, how about you, Ian? Marvel Knights. Marvel Knights T'Challa. Let me tell you people something. Listen, if you like comic books at all, ever, then definitely take a look at that Marvel Knights run with T'Challa. Um, as I mean, he had his own comic book at that time, outside of the original Jack Kirby stuff. Um, it was just an amazing, amazing run. You get to see, again, you saw the Avenger T'Challa kind of on the team, the go-to guy for everything that happens, that goes wrong, go to T'Challa. You saw the benevolent king T'Challa, the back-to-Africa kind of story, the marriage between Storm. You never got to really see who T'Challa was as a person, as a, as a character, like solo at that time, affixed in the Marvel Universe. And I think the Marvel Knights captures it. He was not like this benevolent king. He was a guy who had made a lot of mistakes um, being a king and lost a lot at that time. And I think he was trying to regain um, some of that, uh, you know, superheroing more so than he had turned to kind of more like a vigilante at that time. And he was more along the Daredevil route. He actually took, well, he took actually, over. He took over for Daredevil yeah. during okay, his yeah. time. Black, Black Panther man without fear. Right? So, so think about yes. what we were talking about with Dr. Doom. Now apply a person that powerful and that cunning to be able to stand the fight with Dr. Doom and then make him like Daredevil. And that's the Marvel Knights run up to Ch- it was. It's an excellent book. You're going to see a lot of favorite. Uh, Craven the Hunter shows up. Uh, all of the uh, supporting uh, Achibe, uh, uh, um, Eric Killmonger, Manape, all those characters. So I, I would say the Marvel Knights run definitely. If you haven't seen it yet, start from the beginning. Um, it, it's available in Amalgamania. <laughs> yeah, thank the, um, you for the yeah. That. Definitely check it out. It's um it's available in Amalgamania um for the pull list and for the library. So we have the beginning samples. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to come read the couple, first couple for free, you're more than welcome to come on That's to the awesome. uh, in the group and check nice. them out. So and and that that series was great. That was my my first exposure to. Black Panther, and it was written by Christopher Priest, another black yes. writer who is fucking amazing. amazing. Yes, uh, he did Quantum Woody, what turned turned me on to uh, Christopher Priest. Oh, is it? it is, is the Marvel Knights is the Christopher Priest, Priest run? One, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've yeah. read, I've read, a, I've read a portion of that. Mm-hmm. I, I read the. Um, yeah. It's very long. Like the volumes are like forty something. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it. Yeah, it's it's really well done though. All right, Ashes, you look like you had something to say. Yeah, I kind of have like a. Um, round the table a couple of questions mm-hmm. to throw out there so what i'd like to know is a what do you hope that marvel accomplishes with the black panther movie and b what would you like to see marvel do next black panther two and three <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... black panther two through nine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I for me, obviously the cast. We have such a wonderful cast. I would like to see more of the strong female um, roles, especially um, to call a sister. I think seeing her influence and seeing her perspective of how Shuri, 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 seeing Shuri grow as under her brother's shadow. See what where she might lead. Obviously, she's the smart one in the family. Well, mostly with technology and seeing where where the 
technology will go in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Doesn't she take over at some point? She does. As yeah. Black Panther? As, yeah. Black, yeah. as Black Panther, yeah. yeah. So and, it, for, and at least and one I point, think, probably more than once. I think, yeah. I think so. they, 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 they tell the story retrograded where during T'Challa's time in America, during a lot of the man without fear time was the time where she was in power. Mm-hmm. They don't tell the story in the continuity like that, but yeah. I think that's how it works out is while he was away, she kind of held think, the mantle. And I think she'll probably if with Avengers infinity and Avengers four, I think maybe she will take, she'll be the kind of like step in role as the queen of Wakanda while her brother is out doing saving the lives. Yep. And I think that's probably where they might go. And I hope that they do because more badass women in comics, hell, sign me up. That would be nice. And actually. I think, especially with the technology of Wakanda, I think that's going to play a huge role going forward. Where what could happen? Like we just, obviously we saw what happened with Tony Stark and um, Ultron. I think maybe they'll be. Yeah. It'd be nice to see a goods with technology in the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mark, you're up next. Uh, what do I want to see next? Yeah, and uh, what do you what are you expecting? What are you hoping to see from the uh, the film? What I'm hope what I'm hoping for is the same thing that we got from Wonder Woman, with the point that you don't necessarily have you can break away from the norm. Like you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be someone who looks like Tony Stark or Captain America. You have a plethora of characters that you can use. Like you can go in different directions. Like we're not going to see America Chavez for a while. But once we see her, she's going to blow everybody away. She's that great a character. So I really want to see them explore all of these. I really want to see them explore the idea of uh, Blue Marvel. I want to see them explore America Chavez. I want to see I want to see more than just the normal stuff. We don't need everything doesn't have to be Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. You know what I mean? Like, I want more from this. I want more characters. That's basically what I want from from that. That's what I hope and expect from that. All right, Ian. Next for Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, yeah. Does this count with the TV shows as well? Yeah, like what do you ex- what do you want them to do next, and what are you expecting from the film? Yeah. Well, from the film, I'm expecting exactly pretty much what we've already seen a a beautifully done. Um, movie about one of my favorite Marvel characters. I mean, I, that's all I want is just give me T'Challa the way he's written in the books, or as close as you can get him. And you know, I'm just look. I'm just ready for the experience. So I'm, I'm. You can't really fuck this movie up for me, even if it was not that great. It's still gonna be wonderful for me because he's one of my favorite characters. So right. I, I win no matter what. Um, Marvel. Why did you people ask me this question? Um, <laughs> my gripes with Marvel. I have a list. That is in another vehicle because that vehicle is for that list alone, and no one drives it. There's a there's a, a list of many, many, many millions of things I gripe with when it comes to Marvel. Um, well, Ian, you should come on the Old Man Wade show and talk about those. I really, you, you, you people would never let me back on that show again. Like I it would just be seven hours of me bashing Marvel to a a pulp. That's perfectly fine. I mean, I have seven episodes of content. Like it's just. <laughs> I mean, it's just starting it, now. Let's go. <laughs> and, it's, and the messed up part is, I'm I'm a, I'm a comic fan, and again, being a part of Amalgamania, I'm not allowed to have favorites. We kind of have to love everything there. But growing up, Marvel was kind of my go-to, more so than D. I kind of hated I hated Superman, so I hated DC. 
Like if that makes any sense no, to anybody. I get you. Yeah, I just hated Superman. So DC wasn't really eh, but Marvel was my go to and like the X Men, T'Challa, the Avengers, couple other different titles. And um they've just made so many mistakes over the years, especially recently. Um, DC's running things as far as the books are concerned. I there's no comparison or discussion about it. They are literally kicking all ass as far as publications are concerned. Um mm-hmm. worth all the other comic book uh higher echelons they're just winning and um i think a lot of that is due to marvel just being lazy and being yeah. kind of um crowd pleasing hey uh well we need uh we need a, we need more strong female leads all right let's make a girl thor what <laughs> and then canceling it because people more, don't like diversity we need more color oh uh, let's make iron man black and a girl what yeah. And it's like, okay, well, we need uh, more of this. Well, let's make Galactus six inches tall. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's eventually you're just like, okay, listen, these characters are made the way they were for a reason. Let's just kind of come up with new ideas. And, like, I remember this one time Marvel had these rookies that were coming out, Rampage, um, um, a couple of other ones. I can't remember. Uh, if you guys can help me out, some of you comic fans. Some of the um, Marvel rookies that came out, they're oh. Dark Hawk. Um, oh, Rampage, yeah, 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 yeah. like these guys who just kind of like, like the thinking, new warriors. I'm thinking back to the '80s, yeah. and I, I was yeah, like, yeah, like it was a riding a skateboard, you know, yeah, so Night like, Thrasher, right, yeah, Night Thrasher, yeah, Night, yeah, New Warriors, yeah, the leader of the New Warriors, yes, yes, perfect example. Where they took these kind of speedball, yes, where they took these characters who kind of like were they weren't like you know your normal characters, and they just kind of threw them in there, which was awesome because it gave you more exposure to different characters. And Marvel just has done a shitty job at doing that for the rest of what they have in their catalog. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's just lazy, like I said, and, and they haven't really done much. So going forward, Marvel, get off of your collective asses. Stop thinking DC is going to save you from everything that you've already mm-hmm. kind of made this bed hard for yourself. So just stop being lazy. Give the writer, I mean, give the, the fans what they want and that good writing, the better art. And, um, you know, it, I just feel like they just need a lot of help in management over there as far as what the projects are doing and why. And they they just need a lot of help, honestly. Hey, DC, bring back Justice League Dark for me. That's all I want. Oh, yeah. That, they canceled that? I thought they were going to, like, spin off into the from the Hell Blazer stuff and go back into it. Don't get me started. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I didn't know that. I Fuck mean, you, DC. hey, give me some <laughs> Madam Xanadu and I'll be okay. Justin, how about you? What do I do? What do I expect from it? And what are you looking forward to next? Like, what would you like to see them do next? Oh, uh, that that the, the long and short answer was Black Panther two and three. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, really. I mean, like, I feel like this is the, this is the movie above all else. That like this and Civil War were like the two for me that like that I've been waiting for since they started making these movies. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I I really. Uh, just what I, what I want is for the Black Panther movie to actually live up to my expectations, you know. And I mean, by all, you know, by all indications, it looks like it looks like there's a good likelihood of that happening. Yeah. Um. You know, I hope that that, I would hope that that would help to pave the way for them to do some of the other things to to kind of kick open the door to. Captain Marvel movie like being huge you know yeah. or, or for you know for them to be able to do some other some other things you know but really I just want more Black Panther see I I've I've had a character that I've liked for a long long time that I think would be awesome and I don't care if they give him a TV show 
And I don't care if they make a movie out of them, but uh, Moon Knight. I, I swear yeah, Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, Moon Knight. Yeah, we're, we're, I, we're, I, I, for, yeah, we're all waiting so for Moon Knight. Yeah. Yes, we are. That all is so weird. I like felt it coming yeah, off yeah, of yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, I just yep, knew yeah. he was going to say, are, we, are, we are all waiting for Moon Knight. The yeah. Can we get crazy, Mr. Knight? Yeah, the, the Jeff Lemire yeah, Moon Knight oh, series so has been good. fantastic. Listen, before you guys kick me out of here after I say this, I got to ask, what is the appeal with that character? I don't get it. He's nuts. Yeah, he's, the, he's out of his mind. The, yeah, that's yeah, the appeal. It is, it is that he's nuts. You know? yeah. So he's Punisher. Yeah. I, no, no, no. No, he's not nuts like Punisher? No. Then he no, nuts. absolutely not. Um, at one point in time, he <laughs> he had Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Captain America's personalities in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's that kind of crazy. Yeah. He, he's like schizophrenic. He, so he's he like talks to identity complex man. Like what? Oh, you know what? Uh, I, oh before, but before we... Let me see that. <laughs> yeah, that Marvel, the writer I have was absolutely the one who... no help for you at all. <laughs> well, the writer was the one who did Jessica Jones, and it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Well, so... I won't lie. I, I, I'd say I've read all of a half of a Moon Knight mm-hmm. comic. So that's it, fair. I don't know much about him, but I'm just like, all right, they made White Batman. All right, well, well, okay. They made Wonderful. they made they made White Batman. Uh, they made White Batman who who decided to use his vast fortune to produce a Baywatch level TV show about himself. <laughs> All right, it, was co- <laughs> it, was a, it was a cover for the West Coast. Okay, I'm, 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 I've got to get into some of this Moon Knight stuff. Ashes, you got something? Well, no. So, so now I want to know what are you hoping, expecting from the Black Panther movie? Seeing as you you said Moon Knight for the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe, like well, what are you what, what are you I'm, hoping? I'm expecting the same thing that pretty much everybody at the table is like to have the same level of quality in these movies and to take a, a relatively obscure character, you know, again, you know, th- this goes back to what I was saying about casting. You know, who knows who the fuck Ant-Man is, but you put Paul Rudd in that role, now everybody loves Ant-Man. Right. You know, like Hank Pym? Hank Pym's a piece of shit. Right, yeah. He's they, they a piece a, of shit. They made a good the move. They made a good move by by relegating him. Going the, Scott yeah, Lang yeah, by going instead Scott of Lang. I was, exactly. I was you know? so hoping when I saw the Ant Man when I heard the Ant Man leaks um in the first Avengers, I was like, Who are they gonna whose like, career it, are they gonna destroy making Hank Pym? Mm-hmm. Like I can't wait. Right. I was just <laughs> right. waiting to see if they're yeah. gonna do it. Well, no, I was going to say, I know for for me personally, um, what I hope to get out of the movie is I hope that it sparks a discussion. I hope mm. that, you know, people go and they see it and they talk about it. They tell their friends, they go back and they have conversations about it. I hope that it sparks race conversations, gender conversations. I hope that it makes people uncomfortable. Mm. I hope that people question their morals you know, I, I hope that's what Marvel accomplishes with well, it, especially right now. That's what I'm saying. Like you're taking this, you know, relatively obscure character and bringing him to the forefront, forefront by giving him his own solo movie and like kind of shedding this light on him, showing people like well, he's fucking just as good as Batman, and he doesn't use his wealth to beat up the mentally ill. Right. right. And for me personally, what I would like to see either Marvel or DC doing is, you know, they're doing a really good job at representing minorities. Mm -hmm. I'm Native American. 
I want to see a fucking Native American superhero. There is a female there's one. There's a few of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Forge from the mm-hmm. X-Men. Yep. Uh, um, there's one in DC. War, I can't Warpath. remember. Warpath. Yeah, uh, I, was, Warpath. I was thinking Thunderhawk because he looks just like him, but he's the guy from fucking War, Street Fighter. Yeah, Warpath is one of my... Now, it's not like well. the stereotypical Native American bullshit. Absolutely like, not. No, no. Okay. Not not it's not Apache Chief. No, Warpath like right up that line. I won't lie. Warpath is pretty much like Tonto on steroids. Yeah, but I would like to see more of that represented in like the Marvel evil, uh, either the the television universe or the cinematic universe, the the extended universe. Yes, yes, that would be nice, especially Forge. What the hell? Forge is like I don't know. That dude can make anything anything. out of anything. Out of anything. Oh no, out of nothing. He can just literally stand there and make shit. He's like MacGyver, but like. Way beyond oh, MacGyver. If, if MacGyver could build a Death Star out of toothpicks <laughs> that actually shot lasers, he'd be forged. Yeah. Um, there's a superhero in Daredevil, Echo, who is a Native American. Oh, and yes. Female. Echo, yeah. And right. she's deaf. Maybe there will be one day with... And she's Nick. deaf. Yep. Oh, yeah, right. And she's deaf. Which, you know, that's just checking all the boxes yeah, for me right now. That's everything. <laughs> yeah. That's everything. That she has a really good storyline. I think you really and, enjoy that. And again, on a, a point I touched on earlier with Marvel, it's not so much that they have been against minorities or classes. It's just that for some reason, again, the corporation side of it, I don't think you're in America. Captain America is going to be your best-selling blonde hair, blue-eyed Captain America is going to be your go-to mm-hmm. all the time. Tony Stark, rich, uh, white, successful man. Go to these are going to be your go tos no matter what, and that sucks. And I think that really hits at home, like especially with the um, taking these culmination of all these great characters you have of uh, different colors, different backgrounds, different, and exposing them. Why do you have five hundred agents of Shield who are pretty much all uh, racially the same? You know, you had the one black guy in it, and he like got turned to stone, and then oh, you yeah, brought um, the guy from NYPD Blue in for for a while, Harry um, Henry Simmons or whatever his name is. It's like you just need more diversity in some of the projects you're making already. <laughs> yeah, right. that would be kind of cool. Yep. Like, why isn't why don't you have like cameos of these characters and some of the stuff you're already mm-hmm. doing okay. these these TV shows that came out? Uh, why are we not getting more? Yes. Why are we getting more Miles Morales? Yeah. Oh my. God. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's that, that's the big one right yeah, now. Man. I mean, I mean, they hinted at that a little bit in Homecoming. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. You, you know, Donald Donald Glover was there, and yep. instead the, talking the, about his nephew. References or his were made, cousin, yeah. so it's 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 on the it's on the docket somewhere. You and know? is the world ready? I don't think the world's ready by and large for a black Spidey. Like as far as like being a front runner, I think you got to kind of ease. Now that they started Peter Parker over being a child again mm-hmm. for the seven, and why why the hell not do no older like Peter Parker Spider Man stories? Like I would love to see like the Venom run when he uh, when Venom first came out and how he yeah. like it just then you can introduce Miles Morales because Parker would be like some you know he'd be older He's and already ready to on to something else and then you can kind of just say oh by the way here's young Spider Man again yeah, like the Parker Black. Industries type you know, thing it'd be yeah awesome yeah. but now it's like they can't they're always restarting Peter Parker which sucks all right I think what we're gonna need to do we're gonna have to pretty much cut the conversation now because. We have already set the record for our longest episode ever, <laughs> oh, wow. which I knew we were going to do. Well, you got to confess. And we have some more stuff we want to cover. Uh, at the end of the show, we got to get to our awesome battle. Um, and we have some other things I'm sure we have to do that I'm not thinking about right now. Well, we're omitting this week of our like 
on our yeah shows. we're not doing our there's no wine files. this week i already spilled it there's no <laughs> no von nightmare vineyard and there's no there's no science facts this week and but, Nick uh, Picks. I said that. I said, well, I said Agent Nicole Files because I'm still not thing. getting ready to your dick pics or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll kind of decompress for a minute and then we'll uh, we'll wrap everything up. Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Fueled by tacos, beer, and Bloody Marys, the only show featuring baby Jesus with a nail gun, the pride of PA, and the show with the eye of the tiger, ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Alicia. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and PunchFarm.com. Keep on punching! Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. Patrick Wayhall is a motherfucking mouse. Just jealous. Patrick Wayhall. Of what? Right? Where the fuck are we jealous Nobody is jealous of you. You do not have have a tiny white original song. (laughs) It's okay. I have a J-Mac original song. So do I. So do I. So do I. What's up now? All right. So, uh... So we we had a, a a hell of a conversation. I want to like really thank you guys for sticking it out and uh, um you know having this conversation with us and like really enlightening us because there was a oh sorry. All right, sorry. I I I have to listen to that part every time because uh, certain people in the room. It's just demand. a reminder in case you forgot. Uh huh. She bought me a shirt that says that for our, our <laughs> wedding. She bought me a shirt that says, this guy has a really hot wife. Awesome. Yeah. A, a, you know, a, again, it's in true. case you forget. Yeah. Because, you know, I've gone blind and deaf and I live in a cave with my eyes shut and my fingers in my ears. You might. No one's here to judge. You live in the same place as me. You would I do. Know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You're jealous. 
No. I am not jealous. No, no, no. She's jealous of you because you get to live with me. That is true. I would live with Ashes. I used day. to. I used, when we first started dating, I would tell her like, you know, I'm kind of jealous of you, and she's like, why? I'm like, because you get to have sex with me. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> I have to remember that one. And yeah. shortly after that, the sex stopped. <laughs> Strike that one from the record. I'm going to forget all about that. <laughs> uh, so, again, I want to I thank you guys for, uh, for joining us today. Um, you know, this has been a hell of a good conversation. Um, I think this might be one of the best episodes we've ever had. I didn't think I could get more excited for the movie, and I am. Like, I I really am. Like, we don't have our tickets yet, but we will. We will. Trust me, we will. Um, So, I think what we should do is we should introduce the battle. And That's all you, buddy. Well, you you have to do the... Well, yeah. Are we one, two, three, or or three, two, one? Oh, sorry. My bad. Okay. (laughs) Um, I had an important text. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay. Three, Three, two, two, one. It's a motherfucking throwdown. So this that took months to get synchronized, <laughs> but they finally were able to do it. We're good. We're no, they're good. I can now. tell they worked really hard. On that. Yeah. Sorry. So the battle I have this week, like I said, I kind of borrowed this a little bit from Amalgamania because I thought it was a great, great idea. Copyright it. We're gonna send you a bill. Yeah, you'll That's fine. <laughs> yeah, so we can't pay it. We're this poor. Is, this is the billionaire bro down. Because all of our oh, all of yeah. our all of our fights have to be alliterative. Of course. So this is the billionaire bro down, and this is actually sounds uh, violent. It is because <laughs> this is a uh, not to the death. This is two ko because I you know I I to I the think, pain. Yeah, to the pain. To the pain. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it is a father son matchup. Uh huh. It is T'Challa and T'Chaka versus. Thomas and Bruce Wayne. We can't do this on this show right now. Oh, I need I need at least a week's Well, worth of by the time this airs, by the time this airs, you're going to you have some time to think about it. You don't have to do this now. Oh, good. Well, you you realize uh, Thomas Wayne has one big glaring weakness, right? He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he, he, mean, he means Flashpoint Wayne. Like, obviously the Flashpoint Thomas the, Wayne. I did the T'Chaka versus Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne and it got like a Sick response, like everybody yeah. and their mother was in that thread because it was, it's a good fight. So I'm really interested in this. But you're, you guys are going to be very surprised on which side I end up being on. Honestly. Oh no, that you, no spoilers. No, no, yes. no. So we're gonna put we. What we do is uh, we put the poll up. You vote on it. Sometimes people will like randomly insert like extra characters into the polls, so we got to remember to like. Not anymore, because I fixed that shit. Yeah, we got to make sure because we used to do it, like, oh, here's our battle for this week, and people who didn't listen to the show will be like, oh, what about Rambo and Batman? And it's they like, fucking pissed me off. Like, and Agent Nicole's not getting mad anymore. I'm fixing that shit. I'm like, that's not how this works. Like, we come up with this Bam. on the show. <laughs> and you you vote with Damn. what we give you. You don't add extra shit. You want to add extra shit, you come on the show. Don't worry, it happens in Amalgamania all the time. Yeah. It'll be oh, like a oh, Batman oh. Superman fight and you're like, olive oil. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but so, you know, hey, listen. I if I oh, does this fight happen so, so are we answering this question or not? Is no, 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 you don't no, you don't answer right. it now. Yeah. No, no, this is just that this, this is, is the, the initial throwdown. Okay. So Yes. Does this fight happen in an alley? Because if so, Batman and Thomas Wayne still lose. 
<laughs> if it happens in an alley that you it's get all the, you get all this like PTSD shit going on, yeah. and you're just like, why did you say that name? <laughs> I think they lose either way. Oh yeah. Uh oh, low battery. Stop being on your phone. So it's much. not me. It's the iPad. So shut your face. <laughs> so uh, that's a, that's our fight this week. That's the billionaire bro down. I know technically T'Challa now is a trillionaire, but trillionaire throwdown <laughs> doesn't quite have the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Plus, Bruce Wayne's Italy. not. It's like Troya beaten. Yeah. yeah. Plus, Bruce isn't a. I mean, I guess the two of them combined. I don't know. A, two different universes, but I think this is a good father son matchup. Uh, I did toy with the idea of fathers versus sons. That would have been badass. Which I thought that would be good, but I'm like, yeah. you know what? Let's let's stick with. And I like the way the family. It is. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. I like that. It's gonna be. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely. Uh, you know, with with your permission, I would like to you know, promote some of this in uh, the Amalgamania group. We, uh, listen, <laughs> after you guys had had me on this show, feel free to. You are always welcome back. You All you guys are Thank welcome back so to the much. show. You guys can come on anytime you want. Yeah, and you don't you don't have to drive up every time. What if, about my What about my Idris Elba? Oh, you mean you can do that? I mean, whatever is easiest I gotta, for I you. Gotta, I gotta get some miles on that thing somehow. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, six steps. He's to gonna get, get his here. pizzas too. See? See? Yeah. Yeah, it takes me like six steps to get to uh, Massachusetts from Maryland in an L-Bot. Yeah. So, I think I think that's about it. I mean, you guys got any last uh, thoughts you want to uh, add to the thing? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about? Um, Penis? You going to plug that? Just kidding. I just want to throw something I was off. actually waiting for her to actually start promoting one. <laughs> Oh, You've been promoted. Of, what are some of the sell points? <laughs> we need to know. Um, other than penis. Um, yeah, uh, promotions. Uh, Amalgamania. We have um, the auctions coming up soon. Uh, the packages for the auctions are just, they're ridiculous. Yeah. Come by. Check them out. You will not find packages put together like this of um, Action figures, comic books, memorabilia. You just won't find them anywhere else you go. Please come through and check them out. Um, they're a dollar to enter. Um, also, the book club, and I'm very excited about um, Amalga Reach, is our um, nonprofit charity work that we're going to be doing this summer and this winter. We have been busting our asses trying to get into the right places and help and get to the people that really need help. I mean, don't get me wrong, nothing against the St. Jude's of the world and everything else. We just feel like not everyone is getting touched the way that they should. So Amalga Reach is so be on the lookout for that as well. When we go into different cities, um, touring all over America, kind of just doing uh, readings in hospitals, uh, public events at parks to kind of get people into uh, not only the nerd culture, but into the group as well. So just be on the lookout. I'm really excited for that. And um, the book club, where we are going to be um, selling digital copies and hard copies of books for both Marvel and DC. So um, not only will we be um, dropping free versions of the comics in the group, but you'll be able to purchase them from us through the vendors as well, too. So we're also very excited about that. And YouTube. We are going to be coming to YouTube pretty soon, so be on the lookout for that as well. It'll be all this year. All that stuff is happening this year, so just stay in the group, stay tuned. You will see 
And we'll cross-promote that. Absolutely. You will definitely see him. So, um, please. And you're more than welcome to any of those events um, as my personal guest. So if you ever get a chance to come or if we have something close by you guys, come on down. You know how we do. Just Mm -hmm. have a great time. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having us on the show. Oh, Oh, thank you for for coming up here. Yeah, this has been fun. Yeah, it is. Oh, you, like, came, you came up here with a fucking trunk full of presents for everybody. You can blame <laughs> the is, maniacs for that. The that, amalgamaniacs. That really nice. they're, they're just Look at, look at Mark. <laughs> You're in a screen. We got, I brought you some Windex. <laughs> to keep you clean, Mark. Let Mark rub, rub the bracelet on Mark. I would, but I have a touchscreen. Okay, so, <laughs> so you get nothing. You're trapped in a negative zone. Find Superman. Oh. Yep, that's it. You're there. Uh, Mark, you got anything else you want to promote? I know you got your uh, new uh, show. Uh, the old, the old man Wade show. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Podbean. I also am a paid freelance writer for Bam Smack Pow. You can find me at bamsmackpow.com slash Arthur author. Excuse me, slash author slash M Lynch. Uh, I do all my comic book uh, stuff there. I did a bunch. I've done a bunch of um. Black Panther pieces over the last like month. Post and, those know, in the group comments. too. Post those in the group. Yep. Oh, I don't. I okay. Yeah, in the in the in the Throwdown Thursday group, like part of what we like to do is promote people as much as we can. You know, so you know, feel it's free. Appreciated. And uh, you guys, are, like, I have a show. You guys have a connection. Y'all are more than welcome to come on the show and talk Absolutely. about anything. You pissed off about something? How much? All right. Oh, <laughs> I'll be calling you once a week, <laughs> maybe twice. Hey, you got seven hours worth of Marvel stuff right now. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, all, load me up. I'm, seriously, get at me about that. I got so many gripes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Send me a friend request. We'll, we'll chit chat. Okay. I'm gonna hate myself in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be up at five o'clock. What the fuck oh, am I doing? Jesus. <laughs> all right. Well, I think. Uh, you got something? Well, no, I just want to thank our listeners. It's not something that we do very often, but um, just thank our listeners out there for sticking with us, sticking by us. Throwdown Thursday has some really awesome stuff coming up this year. Uh, we're in the talks uh, to do some really awesome stuff, and I really don't want to say too, too much right now because it's still in the talks portion, um, but... We do have some really incredible things in the works, uh, things that we never even fathomed when this podcast was started. So expect Throwdown Thursday to grow. And um, hopefully uh, we get Ray Park on. <laughs> I've been campaigning hard. I've been saying that for like a year. I've been trying to get Ray Park to come on. I did want, um, just one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to send a special thank you and um, shout out to um, the admins over at Amalgamania for putting um, this trip together for me. Absolutely. Um, they deferred some of the um, proceeds from one of the raffles to make sure that I could be here. And they took care of the gas, amenities, everything, uh, pretty much whatever I needed on the trip and um, provided all the gifts and everything. And they're just... Taryn Barber, Justin Cooper, Tasha Ann Roberts, um, Santino Mancibo, all you guys, just thank you so much, Rita. All I, there's just there's too many of you to name, but you know who I'm talking about when I'm talking about my maniacs. Thank you so much for everything that you've done and um, for getting me here to be with Pat and Ashes and Agent Nicole. Yeah, I, I want it, It's a really cool group to be a part of. Yes. 
There's so, never any drama. Like that's like the right. best part. I've zero been a part tolerance. of And if you so like someone and you post about it, I guarantee you will get at least five more people being like, "Oh my god, yes, this person." Yes. And you'll be like, "I didn't think anybody else knew about this person, yeah. let alone love this person." You will find and many of them. It's just you 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 join this group and you found your people and it is just absolutely wonderful. I don't know who started this group, but it's it is it's such a <laughs> He's sitting next to you. <laughs> He's sitting next to you. It is such a wonderful idea. It's a beautiful God like, damn it right. is like And I'm wonderful for starting it. That's right. Yeah, and I'm also right. wonderful for being here. <laughs> but it's such a it's you know, not to overuse a term that's been used a lot these days but it's such a safe space it really yeah. is for nerds or geeks or whatever you like to categorize yourself to I don't go. use the word hero very often <laughs> but you are the greatest hero in the history of America I'm trying I'm trying but it's such a it's such a cool place to go yeah. and hang out on Facebook Facebook can be just such a shitty place it is. especially with the politics for things right <laughs> It's just, you know, so it's really cool to have groups like this to go and just kind of hang out in and you can throw your two cents in. And even if people don't agree with you, they're not going to jump all over you for it. Yeah. And, and, and it's nice. There was there was a, uh, something that happened the other day. Ian, you put up a, a, a fight and I had no idea who either one of those guys. Are, and I said, I have no idea who either one of these guys are. And you provided like within a few minutes, this huge fucking like massive <laughs> list of like. Here's his real name. This is his height. His blood type. This is how he likes his fries. Like everything. Like all the background. Like because it was one of those. Like oh, here's a fight between these two. These two characters. And instead of just like oh, I don't know who this is. I'll just scroll by it because I don't want somebody making fun of me because I don't know who it is. Guys like Ian will tell you like, hey, this is who this is. Like Kurt and I had this conversation about Predator the other day. He's like, didn't Batman get his ass kicked and fucking Alfred came in with a blunderbuss and <laughs> shot him in the spine? <laughs> one of one of the uh, main things I got to say about um when it comes to trying to let people belong or allow people to belong is um when you don't know about something. What what, what did my uh, uh social studies teacher say? The only stupid only stupid question is the one you don't ask. Yeah. And that's just it's just so true. Like we would you would never get jumped on for, you know, not knowing something. The whole point is to educate and so that everyone can enjoy. If you don't know who a guy is, it's better to tell you who he is so you can decide to hate him with me than not. (laughs) It always always works out. And that's and that's really like the the point of our show is like, yeah, we're going to talk about characters we like, but there's also going to be like people have called in or sent us emails or tweets or whatever. And like, hey. You guys should do a show on this character because I really like them. It's like, well, if you like them, come on, come on, do it. Yeah, you know, we'll do what we can. Like, you know, we'll look up research. You know, because we're we're only going to have like this small, you know, bit of exposure. Like, this is a character you've liked for years. Come on the show and talk about it. Educate us, yes, as well as the other people, because we're not going to, you know, talk about this character with the love (laughs) and affection that you have for them. You know, which is why I was like, okay. We don't know anything about Black Panther. We can do research and recite facts, but it's not going to be the same as like having you guys on right. where you've been a fan of this character for years. And speaking from the point of view of somebody who has no real <laughs> knowledge of comics outside of what is presented to me on either the big screen or the small screen, 
I appreciate people kind of taking the time to be like, hey, this is the character's backstory. I love comic book movies, and I kind of got into comic books a little bit um, later in life. Um, comic books themselves don't really interest me, but I like the stories, if that makes any sense at all. No, it does. So people who can sit there and kind of break down the stories and be like, this is what you should focus on, mm-hmm. and this is what you need to know, because I love the movies. I think I'm the majority. Um, you know, a lot of people don't really know of the characters. They just, you know, as as you know, far as comic books go, they know what's presented to them, you know, on the screens. So having somebody or some bodies you're willing to take time out of their day to kind of dissect these characters with me personally, I appreciate because it gives me more of a backstory so I can go and I can watch Black Panther and I can be like, you know what? I know this already and I know this. And I can I can pick up little little things that only comic book fans would know, but I know now because I've been blessed with this knowledge from, you know, people uh, like you. So... Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And, you know, again, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. I had a hell of a good time. Uh, what else can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want to watch Moana we now. Def- we oh, my God. We totally did a Moana episode, him. by the way. You had to see him actually do that in the studio. <laughs> it, was, it was priceless. Yeah. So I think with uh, all that being said, uh, once again, thank you. You're welcome back anytime, uh, all three of you. No, we will be back. All right. Damn right. So with that being said, we will will see see you you next next Thursday. Thursday. And go see Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs)